Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash watch out for fireballs. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. No misandry, no friend zone, only logic. Oh. Ah, I see you there, Mangina. Looking to creep shame my perfect utopia? Who sent you? The matriarchy? The feminist blogosphere? Know this. I am Mandrew Ryan, and I built this city with my own male hands, and I won't allow you to destroy it. No oh boy. Oh, maybe I can find a wrench to fix this bathosphere. Hey, Boyo, my name's Atlat, and I'm here to get you out of this mess. Ron will be sending the nice guys after you, so would you kindly find a wrench or something to whack him on the head with? Why is he going out with him? With him instead of me? The majority of homeless are men. How's that fair? How's that fair, Heavenly Father? Just, just stop trying to ruin my video games. Vaginas? Vaginas? What? I, I'm, I'm already trying to find a wrench. And who are these nice guys? Men's rights redditors that Ryan offered sanctuary to. Right psychopathic lot they are. Uh, did they get genetically mutated or have their minds affected in some way? N- no. Why, why, why do you ask? Anyway, I'm going to need you to rescue my waifu from Pickup Artist Promenade. You're going to have to cross through Fedora Fountain and the incel support group meeting area. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. After that, you'll have to make your way past the Tom Lycosphere, and if you have the proper faith in your bio-truths, you can... But what, what, what are you doing? I mean, while you're talking, I fixed up the bathosphere. I'm going to go back up, try to swim to shore. Wait, what? Would you kindly help us? It's hell down here, Boyle. No. No, I mean, it. I, it's going to be a tough swim. In fact, I'm probably not even going to make it, but fuck this place. I, in fact, I see a guy over there in a Forever Alone t-shirt holding a match next to a gas can. So you should watch out for... Fa- well, probably actually watch out for your whole life leading up to this. What? My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Watch Out for Lens Flare. <laughs> it is a current video games podcast that only happens four times a year. Ooh. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, this is an offshoot of our regular show, Watch Out for Fireballs. It's on the same feed, and dare I say, it has the same album artwork or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> uh, we're doing this because we reached a, a stretch goal on our Kickstarter campaign to do a live show at the Portland Retro Games Expo. And yep. uh, we are in the same room now, which is yes. unusual for us. Yeah, and that's the day after tomorrow. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. But, these are all listener supported. Uh, so all the watch out for lens flare games are things listeners have suggested. I believe. Yeah, most yeah. of them. I, th- I think we did like half of them are, and then the other two were. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. ladies' choice. <laughs> the, the, um, so I think this is was Vivian's suggestion. I believe so. Yes. Yeah, that's what my memory said. So yeah, Bioshock. Yeah. Um, so Bioshock. It is a first-person shooter developed by Irrational Games, nay Two K Boston, and published by Two K Games for the PC and uh, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty in two thousand seven, and it later came to Mac and PS Three. Right, and gameplay takes place. Uh, gameplay takes place from a first-person perspective, and you mix traditional firearms with plasmids. Um, these are special genetic magic powers that have many different uses: um, direct damage, crowd control, and kind of utility. Yeah, yeah. You can also like buff yourself with tonics. I didn't put that in the notes. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. factor in too much. RPG from, elements. Yeah, hoo-hoo. yeah. Customize your character, guys. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the story is revealed through radio dialogue from the various inhabitants of the underwater city of Rapture. Um, and there is also plenty of narrative and audio diaries and from the environment itself. Right. Um, and, and that kind of takes a cue from uh, the game that preceded this, which is the System Shock, System Shock series, specifically System Shock 2. Um, and this game specifically kind of comments and plays with the notion of the importance of choice in video games. Um, as such, there are many different ways. This, you know, this comes in through the narrative, like very strongly and kind of famously but there are also different ways to approach any given situation so lots of ways that you can kill your your genetically mutated super freaks yeah yeah your um, x-men that turned out wrong yeah yeah <laughs> shitty x-men <laughs> yeah, like that guy yeah. with the bark skin <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so bunches of ways to kill dudes um instead of having traditional boss fights you encounter several big daddies um in each level these are kind of these armored mutated guards who are protecting uh little sisters who are these little girls who uh walk who are walking around harvesting uh upgrade juice so mm-hmm. you figure out how to kill these big daddies uh there's a melee one and a ranged one uh, and then you decide whether to harvest the little the little sisters or uh take the uh, to take their upgrade juice or to rescue them uh, with the promise of greater reward later in the form of teddy bears. Yeah. Yeah. Like magical teddy bear, you know, like a reverse stripper cake kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. So yeah. <laughs> a reverse stripper cake. Would that be a stripper who has a, a, cake, a lot of cake inside of her? Yeah. yeah. It's just a stripper who likes cake. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> a stripper named cake. Every, every stripper gets to be a reverse stripper cake once a year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. It's like checking the stomach contents of a raccoon. Yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah. So one of the most uh, memorable features of Bioshock is it's uh, you, like a uh, political commentary. It's not in a vote. It is a semi overtly political game. It's not like a master's thesis yeah. on like I don't want anyone to use this game in like a poli sci course or anything like that. But it does deal with some kind of heavy political themes, uh, specifically about what the logical conclusion to uh, objectivism would be. You know, uh, specifically name checking a lot of references to Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Um, a pro tip being that if uh, don't let your friends read Ayn Rand, because <laughs> yeah. it's terrible. Yeah, if you yeah, see, don't, uh, yeah, if you don't, that's yeah, that doesn't really need to be explained. But you, you slap it out of their hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. no. 
Yeah, no, 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 no. What's in your mouth? And if they're going to go see the movie, like, <laughs> yeah, what are they doing? Did you um, see that they kickstarted the third part of that? Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that they even think that there's enough. Cause it's a huge flop. It's like a big, ridiculous flop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, well, like no, legendary the, flop. The free market spoke. and <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the, like, the, the funniest part about that, this is, this is very slightly off topic. So the last part of Atlas Shrugged is like a 93-page speech by uh, what's his name john galt mm-hmm. part of the contract for getting the rights to the story was that they had to include the entire thing verbatim in the movie <laughs> no reading of that has taken less than three hours oh great yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no yeah so um, fun yeah i don't want to watch that no i really really <laughs> don't so another notable uh, aspect of this game is its distinct art deco architecture and art style yeah which uh fucking gorgeous yeah yeah it's I, a really like, good looking game and it just has like amazing you know the graphics themselves are not so you know it's not about necessarily like amazing textures and everything on the characters yeah. or high fidelity or anything like that it's just a real triumph of art design yeah and just kind of a uh, architecture literal architecture mm-hmm um, there's a movie adaptation in the works slated to be produced by Gore Verbinski um, of Pirates of the Caribbean fame, and the plug was pulled after the film languished in pre-production hell. Um, Ken Levine, who is the director of the game, has stated that Warner Brothers got cold feet after the Watchmen movie failed to meet their expectations. Again, that free market yeah. <laughs> being the real villain of, of all everything. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad there isn't a Gore Verbinski Bioshock. Yeah. Like that guy's not a, he doesn't make good movies. That Pirates of the Caribbean, like that first one I watched it and I was just like, well, I, it's two hours later, mm-hmm. you know, and like, that's pretty much what I got from it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I traveled through time somehow. Um, In but the way I, that we are all traveling through time yeah. as we speak. I, ca- I couldn't tell you one thing that happens in a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Uh-huh. I know that the Deadwood guy shows up with a beard full of like crabs or something like that in the third one <laughs> beer crabs and then that's it though like what what there's there are there plots to those movies it's so fucking stupid it's it, it's johnny depp being weird and wacky and yeah. there's rum <laughs> I'm johnny depp. you know he does this like mincing like sighing i hate johnny depp like he's awful he does like an uncle arthur like oh. he's he's constantly doing that yeah, like he's, he's, he's trying to be keith richards and it's just like do you want it like uh, I hate Johnny Depp. I hate Johnny <laughs> yeah. Depp. I I really like him and Ed Wood, and that's about it. Yeah, Ed Wood, he's really good. Yeah. And like, but he's that guy's been on a ridiculous downward trajectory. Yeah. He does a lot of good like public works, but oh sure, yeah, yeah, he's uh, you can be a good human, but I still don't have bad, to like, like the a thing lot of bad make. movies. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Bioshock uh, has a direct sequel in, in Bioshock Two, mm-hmm. um, and kind of a spiritual successor slash the the relationship is weird. I don't want to yeah, spoil it's a, anything. It's a sequel, especially yeah. with the DLCs coming down the road. Yeah, like it's yeah. a sequel. It takes place in the same universe and yeah. stuff. So Bi- just, uh, Bi- Bioshock yeah. Infinite is what I'm referring yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Rand, legendary <laughs> Dick Hound. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, she so she basically like went from dude to dude. I feel I don't want to shame I don't I don't want to feel like I'm slut shaming or whatever. No. But uh, she was like, I, you know, it is in my own rational self interest to do this thing. And then when 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 guys did it to her, she was she she melted down or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Like I mean, you know, that's I I'm definitely not doing any kind of slut shaming. It's just kind of <clears throat> weird for for it to be Anne Rand yeah. <laughs> doing that. You know, just to be a very very sexually liberated woman. Yeah. Which is you know there are a lot of reasons to not like Anne Rand. Yeah. That's not one of that them. That is not one of them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so why don't you talk about the plot of Bioshock? Cole? Yeah, yeah. So a while back, a wealthy industrialist named Andrew Ryan got fed up with the government and the church interfering with his business. So he assembled a group of like-minded captains of industry and scientists and set off to start his own society, Rapture, at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean, under the sea. Yep, as he is under the sea. <laughs> um, the game starts several years later, um, and you play as Jack, and your plane crashes near a lighthouse entrance to Rapture. Um, you kind of descend into the city to find out that um, it's in the midst of a civil war and in the wake of a great kind of disaster, like yeah. the wake of a, a riot revolution yeah. kind of event. So the, it's that kind of storytelling after the event right. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh that they're like, I think they refer to it as like the New Year's Eve massacre or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. the New Year's Eve massacre. They talk about that a little bit in two, and the the infinite DLCs are actually going to happen. Like, did you see that? No, like, no, I haven't paid any attention. They're to like that. on the they take place on the eve of it. Like, and then like really? you're gonna, I think we're gonna see it. Holy crap! Yeah, which is really exciting because like as I discovered through playing this and replaying kind of the series, like I'm kind of a big fanboy for the series, <laughs> and didn't really realize it until I started replaying it for the show. Yeah, but huh. So, uh, let me see here. The scientists of Rapture have discovered Adam, this crazy, powerful, this crazy, cell. symbolically named. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they, they probably did that, you know, yeah. but yeah, uh, this crazy, powerful stem cell slurry that they harvest from these sea slugs or whatever, uh, they, that they can use as kind of this, uh, uh medium to completely rewrite a person's genetic code, uh, doing everything from slimming them down, um, to allowing them to teleport. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> just a bunch of sexy people blinking in and out of existence <laughs> yeah, I know. it's so crazy how almost all of the the plasmids you find are directly just violence inspired <laughs> yeah. and there's a kind of an in-game explanation for that but you never find the like get taller plasmid or like <laughs> yeah. the you know business acumen yeah, the cleft chin <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you know like the the smile train plasmid yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the problem is uh adam is addictive uh and it's uh not in very ready supply uh leaving the users as these crazed and mutated splicers as they're kind of degrading um as uh as of new year's eve 1959 most of the city is made up of psychotic superpowered mutants being manipulated by andrew ryan himself through pheromones yeah, yeah. i always got the impression that on new year's eve and i think the that backs us up like most of the people, the regular people who lived here died like before right. you got there. So I think that there were regular people. And then in the massacre is when a lot of the people died. Yeah. So uh, what you really see down here are the remnants. So so at the, at the point of New Year's, not everybody is dead just yet. I think most everybody died at New Year's. So I think okay. that there were normal people there. And by the time you get here, everyone is whatever this massacre was. Most of the people have died. Yeah. And some people have fled. Like you find suitcases everywhere, mm -hmm. like that kind of thing. So the city's more or less been evacuated and you're interacting with like the dregs. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, I also got the impression from some of the audio logs that people on either side were forced to splice. Hmm. Yeah, the, I think that there is textual evidence for that as well. So anybody who stuck around was kind of conscripted into the uh, into the armies. I'm trying. To, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think about that. I know that it was uh, there was a reason to want to do it because you wanted to defend yourself, and that's the yeah. in-game explanation of why you know Fireball is just on sale. Yeah, you know, in the middle of the hallway by a theater. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I can't. I don't remember that specifically, but it doesn't. It's not outside of the realm because part of the what happens is Andrew Ryan, who you know sets up this free government you know, realizes that doesn't work and imposes more and more controls on yeah. the populace. So that'd be, you know, the antithesis of what his philosophy would be, but he compromises yeah. everything because it ceases to work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll go into the rest of the details of the plot as we continue to talk about the game. Uh, but there are other forces at play here, um, including a friendly revolutionary named Atlas, uh, who acts as your guide to Rapture, and the mm-hmm. corrupt smuggler, Frank Fontaine. Yeah, Frank Fontaine, kid. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, so the first chapter is called uh, Welcome to Rapture. We get to watch this uh, intro in the beginning that they spent a ridiculous amount of money on. Like uh, yeah. in, in that, yeah, in that um, there's a chapter on Bioshock in that uh, All Your Base book that I read, I think I've talked about on air. And uh, they weren't, you know, initially just started with you just going down the bathosphere mm-hmm. um, or just on the lighthouse steps. And, and people were confused why, why they're there. And they ended up making it the very last minute and just kind of uh, ended up doing it out of house. Mm-hmm. And it was the, the budget was something fairly ridiculous just for this airplane sequence. Yeah. Yeah. I spent a lot wow. of money on it. So, so even, so, so just for the airplane crash, not the bathosphere, bathosphere ride. Yeah. Not the bathosphere ride, okay. which yeah, the, the, I feel like the bathosphere ride was, was all, all done. It just yeah. doing the plane crash and everything was very difficult and nobody in house could, could do it. Yeah. I remember know, like satisfactory. I'm going back and playing, th- playing it through like the fire physics, like the fire. Yeah. Vis- it looks really good. Yeah. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's super. So you start out like you're in this plane and you have voiceover from, from Jack, the main character saying parent, you know, my parents always said you, you're bound to do something special, change the world, blah, blah, blah. It's really weird to hear him talk. Yeah. 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 Because he's a, he's very much a silent protagonist yeah. for this whole thing. Really strangely too. Like there's not a good reason for him to be, you know, yeah. like he never, and that's just kind of an FPS thing, but the uh you know the kind of the narrative forces at work around him like it seems like he should you know respond or say something or have a stake in it and you never do yeah. which is part of the overlying like the meta theme the part of this game that is about video games yeah like i can tie that into that and and be comfortable mm-hmm. yeah but uh yeah, your plane crashes your plane crashes and you swim to the closest uh to the closest landmark which happens to be a lighthouse yeah, in the a giant conspicuous the lighthouse <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which no, you know, you know, again, just pushing that narrative. Like nobody else has just happened to come across and yeah, and got and gone down into. Mm-hmm. Um, you go into it, and this gigantic uh, Art Deco kind of shaft, and uh, that's kind of made for your arrival. Like you know, lights come on as as you you crawl crawl down, and you see this uh, big inscription with a statue of Andrew Ryan, um, and says, "No gods, no kings, only man." Um, <laughs> and the statue looks like an idol. Yeah, you know, which is uh, uh, interesting. Like it looks like <laughs> something that you would worship. Yeah, <laughs> it is very aggrandizing. Well, because in objectivism, you worship the self. Yep, and also this guy. This yeah, guy yeah, exactly. Right here, yeah, who is Andrew yeah. Ryan? Yep. An anagram of Ayn Rand, kind of. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a couple letters. <laughs> Just a minus. couple letters shy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. or a couple letters extra. Yeah. And then you know you go down a bathosphere uh, because at this point you know why not. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and you get to see kind of the exterior of Rapture. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing in, in Rapture, I, uh, for an, another show that I don't know when, uh, but I reasonably bro- brothers, and a pro tip for brothers is whenever you see a bench, sit on it because mm-hmm. the game's going to show you something really beautiful. And this is like any time in Rapture when you get near a window, look out it. Yeah, because you'll it looks really cool, mm-hmm. and you'll see a lot of neat detail about how this is actually a, a, a living, breathing, working city before all this shit went down. Yeah, yeah. 
and like it's awesome that you're in this bathosphere because you have such a such a limited viewport like mm-hmm. and they, they they can make these really conscious decisions about what they frame and what you see and there are so many little details they've been going back and looking at this with the knowledge of having played through it before a long time ago um you know you're seeing these big daddies walking around on the floor of the ocean it's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. And you're also seeing like giant squids and shit. Like I don't yeah. think I could live underwater. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm too scared of sea life to do that. Yeah, um, I would be too scared of giant squids if I looked out my window and there were giant squids. Yeah, <laughs> just glass protecting you know. Like them. birds. It's yeah. gigantic, horrifying birds. Yeah, I used to play a little mind game with myself at the library I worked at, where I would think, um, would I rather have there be one giant squid that kind of floated through the air that kind of hunted throughout the library? It's a big library. It's like six floors. Um. Or a hundred giant, uh, uh, what are those things called? Like giant uh, trilobite, like looking things. They're not trilobites. They, they like Doritos. <laughs> There's that like Im- internet <laughs> image like- of them eating Doritos. <laughs> what? Uh, I wish I could remember the name of them. Oh, um, they're like horseshoe crab kind of things. A little bit. Yeah. Um, there's a famous image of them all converging on a Doritos bag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they, they, they look like uh, like like underwater roach kind of things. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They're just yeah. big, disgusting bug <laughs> creatures. Why do I know that exact image background? <laughs> I probably it's because it's shown up in a show note or something. Like whenever yeah. I've seen that, it's really infected me. But so there'd yeah. be in the library, there'd be one gigantic squid that would just kind of hunt around, or a hundred of these little things just kind of like oh, giant isopods. Giant, yeah, they're called okay. giant isopods. Um, yeah, kind of crawling around and then just kind of scare myself into <laughs> imagining scenarios in which I had to get away from all of them. And yeah, you know. no, that's like the classic. Would you rather? Would you yeah. rather fight a a, a, a horse sized duck or forty duck sized horses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh? But yeah. yeah, underwater life. Fortunately, like you're only fighting people not yeah <laughs> yeah there's never and yeah which uh would be would be crazy in the sequel you end up underwater for portions of it like you actually yeah, end up yeah. leaving the city and uh Doing, like, you never some little space walks yeah, yeah but you never fight anything yeah, yeah. you know yeah yeah but uh you're making this way and like the music is awesome yeah I mean, through, like in general throughout the throughout the game the music is great like they've uh, got like, good use of licensed music too yeah you know yeah. uh you know under the sea or you know, somewhere, beyond somewhere by beyond the sea yeah oh man the, i love the papa loves mambo we'll talk about that sequence oh but, yeah. yeah 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 but uh you get kind of this uh, grand tour. It reminds me of Half Life, yeah, a bit too. Yeah, like the the tram ride in Half Life takes you around and you see areas that you'll eventually get the to. The things, later. yeah, yeah, yep, you'll eventually get to. Yeah, yep, it's similar. It owes a lot to that. Yeah, um, I like it a little bit more than I like the Half Life one. Oh yeah, you know, like yeah. uh yeah. The uh, so you know you eventually you land and uh, it's dark and ruined. Everything is leaking and just kind of the general ambiance of uh, of Rapture. Um, there are you know so few areas that are well lit at all. It's very oppressive the mm-hmm. entire time, and just and that's what happens because you're underwater. There's never a sense of open space. It's really like relatively low ceilings, like yeah. everywhere. Like it feels very oppressive, and that lit you know doesn't lit up for pretty much the entire game. Yeah, um, and you know contributes to this kind of greater story of like how maybe people were driven to uh, moral compromise in the situation, like the way yeah. that people were were unhappy and and were not able to uh, you know to kind of function. Yeah. Here. Um, so, you know, just like when you first step out and just kind of see, and everything is wet and gross, and you just imagine like just seeing this mildewy nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in this opening, in this opening sequence, you get this, you know, you get this idea that you're looking at this moment frozen in time. 
You know, yeah. you've got these crappy, uh, you know, dilapidated decorations and stuff. And eventually yeah. when you start seeing splicers, a bunch of them are still wearing like their creepy, yeah, their New Year's like, Eve masks. Yeah, their their yeah. New Year's Eve eyes wide shut masks. Yeah, which I just pointed over to my, my replica <laughs> New Year's Eve Bioshock New Year's Eve mask. <laughs> Where'd you get that? Um, it came with one of the toys. It came oh. with a toy. I don't. I no longer have the toy, but you can get a. Yeah, I get that. I've also got a, a Eve hypo. <laughs> all, all this stuff is in arm reach now. Yeah. Um, all my little Bioshock <laughs> toys. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, they're you know they're frozen in time, like dressed in finery. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just yeah. uh, depressing and. Um, and the, the, it sets this tone for, you know, the music gets ominous and, and you start seeing, you know, there are people moving around, you know, it's not just these corpses they are dressed up as such and suitcases again, which you're constantly finding suitcases because yeah. everyone's trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. You, you're always finding suitcases and people who have shot themselves next to their suitcases. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. There's a, just like, it's, it's upsetting the amount of just yeah. like corpses that you find that have guns and bottles of alcohol next yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Like people just, you know, giving yeah. up. Yeah. Um, here so but you start you know somebody starts kind of scraping in the darkness yeah you know yeah. Uh, outside your field and this is all scripted you're not in any danger yet yeah. but uh it's well scripted yeah really it's got the whole like you know fresh fish kind yeah, of, kind of yeah. Feel to it, you know like they're 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 hungry for you yeah <laughs> yeah but uh you pick up this radio and you get your first uh your first little uh communique from atlas i forget does andrew ryan talk to you yet or i don't think it? so okay yeah yeah i think that comes shortly but, yeah, I made a note of that actually a little bit later before the medical pavilion. But uh, uh, yeah, that comes. Yeah. That, that His comes presence later. is still felt. You know who Andrew oh. Ryan is at this point. But yeah, you don't, yeah, he hasn't actually talked to you directly. Yeah, Atlas has, and he just says, you know, you're going to need something to fight if you're you're down here. I'm going to help you get back up. Mm-hmm. You know, suspiciously <clears throat> altruistic at this point. Yeah, and tells you that did you know? Would you kindly grab a wrench? It tells and, you, would you kindly grab a crowbar? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, I think he says like a wrench or a crowbar or something, right? Like he, he says say, a crowbar. Does or he something. say specifically a crowbar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a wrench, which is kind of a system shock, you know, thing as well. That this yeah. exact thing happens in system shock mm-hmm. more or less. Um, and uh, eventually you get a uh, or not eventually very shortly you get a plasmid as well. Yeah, you find this. Um, is it a gatherer's garden? Is that the one that sells plasmids? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a gatherer's garden. It's yep. a big. Uh, uh, like syringe with red stuff or yeah, yellow stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it, the, it's important that like, so when we refer to what a gatherer's garden is, it's a vending machine that sells <laughs> these things. So the, the fact, the amount to the degree to which, uh, this kind of genetic science has been commodified and commercialized is really important to the, the overarching story. Like the fact that this is a product and the fact that it is a money-making thing, you know, is, is really important. Um, the fact that everything, I mean, even, even ammunition yep. is sold. The in, bathrooms have, you know, money, you know, <laughs> like pay bathrooms. That is my favorite touch. Yeah. One of my favorite touches anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And they end up being these kind of airsats treasure rooms. Yeah. Where you pay $5 to maybe get yeah. some ammo or but something. But in, in real rapture, if like you had to take a shit, like you'd have to pay $5 because everybody who can make a dime off anything yeah. is, is doing it because that's the, mm-hmm. the culture that, uh, that they've set up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you get this red goop and just immediately, you know, <laughs> Like injected. No big deal. Push it into my yeah. arm. Ah! You know, and, and they do a real good job of making it look like it hurts because <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sure it does. And uh, and then you've got kind of your bread and butter things. Like you can go through the whole game with pretty much this, you know, this electric shock and yeah. wrench. Um, I usually will make wrench builds for these kind of things just because there's a lot of uh, tonics that lend themselves to it and never yeah. runs out of ammo and the shooting play is not that great in this right. game so yeah um even if, even if i'm going to rely on uh firearms i mm-hmm. tend to lean on the the, the electricity plasma yeah the electricity plasma is really good yeah yeah 
So but, it, shoots, it shoots a bolt of lightning that paralyzes people, and he tells you, you know, tells you to, to hit the guy and give him the one, one-two punch, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, zap him and. But yeah, you, but when you inject this thing, you like pass out and fall over a balcony. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the first time, yeah, yeah and then eventually you get acclimated to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like a, a couple of spicers come up and say like, oh, he doesn't got any atoms, so they leave you alone. And then a yeah. uh, big daddy and little sister walk by. The little sister says, "Oh, I think we've got an angel here, Mister yeah. Bubbles." Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, good, real, real good moment. Um, yep. you know, the design of the big daddy is incredible. Yeah. Like these are, these are some of my favorite video game, you know, antagonists, mm-hmm. you know, um, little sister is suitably creepy and really kind of other and ugly. Like her face is kind of deformed and ugly looking. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting thing I read about the the second one. So in the second one, they're, they're kind of prettier. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the reason being is that you're actually, since you are a big daddy, like your perceptions are kind of, yeah, you've been mentally conditioned to, yeah, to, yeah. to see them as cute when in real life, they're not really cute. Like they're no. pretty fucked up. Yeah. And everybody comments on it. Like you find like yeah. even, even longs from Andrew Ryan saying like, I understand the, the necessity for these monstrosities, but could they at least make them you yeah. know, not ob- yep. objectionable to look at? Yep. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you get that first uh, encounter here pretty quick because Atlas is telling you get to de- you know, get to Neptune's bounty, uh, yeah. which is the fishery, and uh, the security closes up, and then Ryan you know comes on and asks you, are you CIA? Are you from the Kremlin? Et cetera, et cetera. Just like yeah. a complete raving Dale Gribble madman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he has reason to be paranoid at this point. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah. So does Dale Gribble. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess I, somebody's I guess that's sleeping true, with yeah. his wife. Yeah, that, that, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. And uh, so you're kind of making your way through this. And this is a very much like a tutorial area mm-hmm. um, where you're getting introduced to the concepts of the game and uh, doing some kind of practice, easy combat. You know, you can electrocute people in water. Um, there's a couple of little like traps and set piece uh, splicer encounters. Um, you got in the notes the the lady with the baby carriage. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, there's no children other than little sisters yeah. that show up. And yeah, I say thankfully, but it actually means that they've all died. So it's not <laughs> actually that thankful. Like all the little boys in Rapture are probably already floating in the ocean, um, or have been eaten <laughs> by splicers. By, in yeah. the stomach of a giant squid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they are, they are now dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, this uh, this little encounter with the the you know some this little she's got a. Uh, uh, she's talking to a crib and you think maybe she has a baby and she doesn't. She's a crazy splicer. Mm-hmm. I love the, like, so again, this kind of fifties, um, frozen fifties fallout kind of, you know, she's a proper like New York, you know, uh, hello, Mr. Bonds, you know, kind <laughs> of, uh, kind of way like, Oh, well, perhaps we should go to da, da, da. like they, everyone's got this kind of, uh, New York, aristocrat great gatsby voice yeah socialites yeah yep, yeah which i really like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and when she attacks you she's she she, she uh, screams baby and me baby and me yeah yeah like, <laughs> all, all the times when they when they attack you i i like that a lot too you know every yeah. all of their things you know just like uh you know don't hide from us monster you know it's just very <laughs> like uh it's, you know good job and again something they carried over directly from system shock to you yeah um yeah. yeah but but eventually like to like to to my to my hearing it, it devolves into um just j- gibbering mm. <laughs> like i stop i stop discerning it as being barks as as like discrete words yeah i think yeah. it always is i think everybody will say things yeah, um yeah. but i mean they, i guess they're, they're everyone kind of has like a rage you know that they do when they, they attack you but when they're looking for you or before they've seen you they'll talk to each other and, and yeah. stuff yeah um Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just this idea of them holding on to this other part of their life is really, you know, uh, kind of resonant. Yeah, like the, the you know they still think that they are bells of the ball and not devolved monsters. Yeah, 
in this uh, turret encounter outside the uh, outside the Neptune's bounty, uh, you get introduced to the Vita chambers or the Vita chambers, mm-hmm. the PlayStation Vita chambers. Yeah, the PlayStation Vita chambers. <laughs> they just yeah. redesigned them. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but uh, these are kind of like when you die, you get resurrected here. Mm-hmm. A lot of people take issue with yeah. this decision. How do you feel about? I'm, I'm pretty into it. Yeah. Like I don't want to. I don't want to get a game over. Yeah, in a game, I don't. Uh, you know, that, that's all it is doing is systematizing something I'm going to do anyway, which is quick saving before I enter an area. And then if I fuck up, I want to try it again using different tactics. And this is even, it's a little bit even harsher than that because like, even though it happens automatically, it's draining my resources. I don't get my ammo back and stuff like I would with a quick load. Yeah. You know, so I will usually, I mean, I set up a checkpoint system for myself in any game that allows it. Mm-hmm. Like before I go in a room, I quick save <clears throat> and uh, I'm not going to, you know, I don't spam it. But I, I don't want to, you know, replaying things is not always fun. You know, if it's something I know how to do, I've proven I've known how I know how to do it. I don't want to do it again. Yeah. So I'm pretty into Vita Chambers. Um, in a, they cost money in System Shock too, like specifically to use. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe, and I never hear anyone complaining about those. Yeah. So I wonder if that's the difference there. Oh, and you have to activate them. So mm. like uh, maybe that's why people didn't like that, but they're also optional. Like if you don't like it, turn it off. Yeah, you know that's fine. If you want to Iron Man your way through Bioshock, that wasn't added until later. That was oh, the being patch. able. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. people complained about it. Because mm-hmm. people are big babies. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, eh, I don't know. You know, people yeah. want to play the games the way they want to play them, but yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I'm not encouraged by dying in video games. I don't want to. Uh, like I want to be able to try again and try something different. Yeah. You know, and if they, you know as quickly as that can happen, great. Yep. Like it's a little bit, yes, it, it means that you can just use the wrench and just one hit, you know, or just hit everyone until you die and then hit them again and hit them again. Mm-hmm. But why would you do that? Yeah. You know, like, yes, it, the game allows the, the Vita Chambers allow the possibility to do that, but, uh, you, you have to willfully make it not fun. Yeah. You know? And like it, it, so people say that there's no penalty for it. However, if you take too long to kill a big daddy, the, the, the little sister will run away. Yeah. Or they'll, the, um, they can heal them too. Right. I, I, I might be getting confused with the second one. The um, but everything gets a little health back. Like not everything is not as dead as it was, or as hurt as it was when you go into a vital chamber. Yeah. Um. So there is a, there is some penalty, and then just obviously the resources you used. So mm-hmm. yeah, I have no I have no problem with them. It's just systematizing something I'm going to do anyway. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm pretty into it. If I had like what if this game had it limited lives? <laughs> you know, like what if you had three <laughs> chances and then like what game over? Fuck you! Like and it, <laughs> yeah. it's a it's it's a computer game. Like that doesn't that's not how we do things here. It's a Mario <laughs> PC Master Race, <laughs> the glorious PC Master Race. <laughs> like, uh, we've done away with your petty lives. <laughs> I played it on Xbox 360. Don't belittle me. Xbox Master Race. <laughs> I don't know, but there's no master race, no gods, no kings, yeah, only, yeah. only yeah. games. Yeah, only, only, only Xbox Live. Yeah. Um, only gamer score. Uh, I skipped, we, I skipped uh, in my haste to move along, uh, a really powerful scene, which is the, the, the big daddy and, and the little sister in the theater. Yeah. Where yeah. you where you see exactly what happens to anybody who tries to mess with the little sister. Yeah, and they have to introduce this to you. Yeah. Because you're going to, the first time you actually see a big daddy, you would not be blamed for thinking that you should just shoot it. Yeah. You know, but they, they set up the rules of this world. And one of the more, you know, the cooler things about this game is that the most dangerous things in the environment are not aggressive to you until you're aggressive to them. So right. you set the terms mm-hmm. for any time you decide to, to kill one of them. Yeah. Um, later, eventually it forces you to, um, you know, Atlas forces you to, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, the splicer comes along, he tries fucking around with the little sister, the, uh, the big, da- big daddy attacks him. It doesn't happen. You know, the big daddy's not hunting him. Right. He's protecting, he's a protector role. Yeah. 
and uh, you, you you get a sense for the uh, kind of stoplight. Um, yeah. You know, visor that they yep. have, which is if everything's cool, it's green. If they're uh, on edge, that's yellow. It's and like a Dragon King. Yeah. Yeah, Dragon God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you have to flee into the medical pavilion, which is, I think, one of the strongest first levels yeah. in the game yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I love the medical pavilion. Most of the, I mean, there's a couple like saggy bits in the end of this game, but most of these areas I have a lot of fond memories of. Yeah. Um, mostly, what you want to do is you want to get you're kind of like being introduced to this court of like Ryan's elite, you know, that uh, yeah. kind of uh, hold dominion over these different areas. And this one is uh, Doctor Steinman, who has a, a key in order to you know continue. You're getting a lot of doodads going to an area flipping a switch like the particulars of it aren't that important you yeah. know you're going through a series of gates to go area to area you know up until you get to ryan mm-hmm. and uh, this is just one of them along the way there yeah yeah um but uh it's like the, that notion of being introduced to the court is really really powerful because yeah. these are interesting characters yeah. Yeah, that yeah. we're seeing i yeah. mean everyone's a really well-designed villain like yeah. um you know it's hard for me to think of like a a mini boss, you know, and ca- character that is as interesting as like Sander Cohen, yeah. you know, that's been, that's been introduced. So like, and Dr. Simon's really cool too. Um, you know, so you find out he is the guy who's, uh, you know, ch- chief medical officer and kind of, uh, use this plasma thing as like, this is plastic surgery has been waiting for this. Mm-hmm. Like no longer do I need to actually just cut things and fix them. I can rewrite genetic code yeah. and fix things and, uh, and went crazy the way everyone in Rapture more or less did. <laughs> yeah. So you can see where that went. But uh, you find through his audio di- di- diaries. Oh, do we mention the audio diaries? Um, yeah, we mentioned in the beginning when we said yeah. how the story was told. But yeah. we haven't said how. So you're getting um, like audio logs, which are entire tape players. Yeah, like it's like they're like Game and Watches, <laughs> like as opposed to getting a cartridge-based media system. You just get an entire new system for everything you want to record. Um, yeah, like I went down and bought a like you know, I'm, well, each of these has about forty-five seconds of tape on them. Yeah. How big are they? Oh, you know, about as big as a you know cereal box. You know, like just imagine everyone's basement just full of these things so they can record their memoirs. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and you're learning about the individual lives of the people in Rapture, mm-hmm. um, you know, which again is just saying up that contrast between like how shitty and terrible things are now and how this was once a living, breathing place that people actually, you know, yeah. like had lives in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. Like this is one of my favorite parts of this game. Like, and they're really well written and well voice acted. Like mm-hmm. everything about them is pretty top notch. Yeah. Um, the characters are interesting. You know, they're tertiary characters that you have no direct interaction with who you never see you kind of learn about yeah through these margins yeah and it's such a survival horror thing too mm-hmm. i mean you think about the notes in resident evil and specifically as regards you know Steinman, you're like you're like you 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 start seeing where his rationale starts breaking yep right like when you first walk into the area you see scrawled in blood for, you know above all do no harm yeah so yeah <laughs> exactly one of my favorites it's so good it's a, such a great bit but uh his whole thing is that you know with unlimited possibility to you know basically change the way you look beauty becomes a moral imperative because there's no excuse to lack Not perfection to. yeah yeah yep yeah and the, like these things these little um you know, survival horror audio log things are something that um, we're not going to talk too much about the the entire series. But like one of the things I miss from Infinite, like there aren't very many of these. You know, I think that there it feels like there's maybe a quarter of yeah. them. Like they're it's not very dense that you run into these things in Infinite, and like I really like them. 
Yeah. So and in in Infinite, they they tend to almost always be related strictly to the plot. Yep. As yeah, opposed exactly. to being you know color color. Yep. Yeah. And and it makes sense in a way because Infinite is not by any means a horror game. There are no horror elements. In Infinite, but I like horror games. Yeah. So the um, <laughs> you know that's a thing I really like. Mm-hmm. So um, you before you get in, you have to hack this kind of security bot. Yeah. In order to get in and introducing this hacking mechanic, um, which kind of has two parts. So like in the macro view. The ability to hack is something I'm always going to love in a game. Like, if I can subvert a game system against itself, that's one of my favorite things. Um, they really need to switch up these this mini game thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's it's kind of crazy that it made it out with this one. What's the like old PC game? Is oh, Pipe Dream. Yeah, yeah, Pipe Dream. Yeah, it's just Pipe Dream. Yeah. Yeah, you're trying to divert the flow of this weird blue fluid over yeah. to like from the start point to the end point. And there, uh, you know, if you if you miss anything, uh, you know, the system just sort of overloads and you try again. And there are trap blocks that yeah. either uh, um, shut the machine down or uh, call in the yeah. sentry security bots. alert. And you really don't want a security alert. No, like, there's really no. no good way to get out of those. Um, there'll be bot shutdown panels and areas uh, heavy with cameras. Yeah, but if you're setting off security alerts. Um, you know, hacking into a vending machine or something like that. You know, you mm-hmm. set off a security alert. Like that's going to be a bad time. Yeah. Um, so I just, I really wish like, I don't even dislike pipe dream. I just wish there was something different. Yeah. Um, you know, there, and this is, yeah, this is one of the things they fixed in the sequel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and you know, and since ammo is so, is such a precious resource in this game, like, hacking ends up for me being one of the ways that I just get through, you know, I kill people without actually expending resources. Yeah. And so anything I can hack, I will hack. So I'll play 30 rounds of pipe dream yeah. in, in, in a single mission. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You end, up, yeah. you end up doing a lot I, and on the plus side. I got real good at it. Yeah. <laughs> like I can, I could do, do these and you know, I think I, I timed myself once and I'm like, I'm, I can do before they get really tough mm-hmm. and uh, eventually they become impossible without certain tonics. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, do, do them in like 15 seconds. Like I'm literally just like, you know, it's really fast, but still not that fun. Right. Right. And it's neat the way the world will intersect with these. So you can, you can freeze the machines to slow it down and you can get different plasmids that make them easier and quicker to do. Yeah. So yeah, that's all good. Uh, the, uh, the, the fluid diversion part was actually a holdover from a previous design element hmm. when all the machines had a human element and oh. you were bribing them by diverting more Adam or Eve oh, or whatever, uh, to the, to whatever biological thing was, was there. They took that part of it out, but they had to you know, but they had to keep something. Yeah. In. So yeah, so there's this kind of just like, you know, yeah. Machine fluid. Yeah. Oil kind of thing. And here I think is where you find one of the audio logs from Andrew Ryan say, you know, talking about people hacking. Yeah. Um, saying, you know, parasites will be punished or whatever, but it's like, yeah. Hey dude, free market. You should probably make it uh, tougher to hack. Yeah. Right? You should make it tougher to hack. And also you've set up a world where, uh, <laughs> you people have no choice, but to do this, you know, yeah. because of, um, you know, and that's, and that's what ultimately leads to his downfall. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later, yeah. but like, there's a weird way in which Bioshock is about the power of kindness in a world without it. So yeah. if you, you know, if you treat people like this, um, anybody who doesn't is going to have an immense amount of power, Yeah, you know, and Frank Fontaine obviously doesn't use it towards good ends, but mm-hmm. you can, you know, so like by treating people like they're going to be assholes and hack your shit, like yeah. they are going to do that and, and, and do that. But if you <laughs> treat them well, um, they, you know, they can, you can kind of use them towards your ends. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. But I, lo- I love the hacking, and it plays into this whole um, – and same thing with the Bioshocks not being initially uh, aggressive, is that um, you're not – it's not you versus a never-ending storm of enemies coming at you. Everything you see is not necessarily wanting to kill you. Yet. It's also – yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> mm, it, like, it, it, yeah, it, it never becomes that way with Big Daddies. Big Daddies are always going to be an X yeah. element. Um, security systems, though, you know, the fact that you can subvert them, you can make it – play different systems off each other, play yeah. enemies off each other. And that's really powerful and cool. Yeah. You know, you even, and I, you even get plasmas that are specifically designed to do that. For and you. I, and I will always do that. Like yeah. that is, that is my favorite thing in games. Like I do that in Deus Ex and dishonored and, and everything like that. Like that's always going to be fun for me. Alpha yeah. protocol. Like I always have fun doing that. If I can have somebody have an enemy chase me back to where I've hacked a turret and the, you know, <laughs> that's just like, that's super cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, time freezes when you hack too, which makes, is kind of goofy. So like you can just, you know, run into a room and then just before a thing even gets open fire on you, you can spend, you know, 30 seconds messing around with it. <laughs> Let me load um, up windows 95. Yeah, exactly. C slash win. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a little bit silly. Yeah. Um, but, but it's, it's, it is a video game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the cool thing about Steinman is he wants to be the Picasso of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He keeps, he says he sees the muse. Like there's this kind of like a uh, hallucination that yeah. he has that is telling him, uh, you know, what to do. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, ample bosoms and cleft shins and statuesque physiques, blah, blah, blah. That is not, you know, we need to, we need to, uh, exercise the ghost of symmetry from yeah, our lives yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, on, uh, and, th- and this gets real creepy. I mean, obviously, uh, you can see just from this blood on the walls and everything that's unwilling, but there's a couple audio logs where you literally hear him turn on people, mm-hmm. you know, an unnecessary surgery <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. And this is a thing that happens in real life. Like mm-hmm. there are people who do this to themselves and doctors that have done this as well. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of based in a, in reality in a real queasy way. Yeah. Well, there are those two people who wanted to look like cats, right? That, uh, n- that New York socialite who wanted to be like a cat lady. Uh, God, I forget her name, but I, uh, I've never heard of this. Yeah, no, it's a, uh, she, you've probably seen pictures of her. Her name is right on the tip of my tongue, but, uh, I forget if she's alive or dead or not, but, uh, yeah. And then there was that, uh, that one furry dude who wanted to, who, uh, succeeded in making yeah. himself look like yeah he got like these weird like implants and the tattoos and things like his cheeks are you know whiskery and stuff yeah he uh he ended up committing suicide actually mm. uh here about a year ago well good thing he has eight lives <laughs> left after that Jeez. the um i mean well it's not so much even just people genetically because it's a big thing like you know transhumanism and and tra- uh, trans metropolitan talks about that like people just looking how they want to look um but even just you know uh i was thinking more of like surgeons who become like addicted to oh. surgery or who will uh you know take it upon themselves to fix people you know like yeah. that that happens too and uh is super creepy <laughs> well you look 10 years younger and yeah i gave you bigger breasts is mr. anybody complaining about the breasts yeah it's mr mcgreg <laughs> with a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you pick up a couple of uh, other plasmids here, uh, kind of uh, expanding your repertoire. You get telekinesis, which has really limited uh, usability, like use. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can kind of plan a build around it and use it a lot. Speedrunners yeah. use it. It's mm-hmm. like really powerful for speedrunning because you even though it doesn't kill things, it disables them mm-hmm. like right away. So anything if a if a splicer gets hit by something that's thrown, he falls down for a second. And uh, so I see it a lot in speedruns and. Uh, there's a couple places where you end up using it specifically for, uh, you know, just the enemy's going to throw a thing at you and you're going to throw it back. Yeah. That happens a lot. You end up playing catch with them. Yeah. Yeah. It very rarely had a spot on my 
you know, in my attunement. Like I, I did not end up, uh, you know, keeping, keeping it around usually yeah. unless I had to. You also get incinerate here, which I like yeah. the idea of. I like the, the, the presentation of it where you yeah, just snap, you snap and then the yeah. thing that you're pointing at catches yeah, it just sets fire. It on fire. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's useful too for getting through, you know, so you end up with these frozen blocks, um, to kind of get through. And it's useful for that, even though I would sometimes become frustrated with that because I would not have incinerate with me and come across a frozen, come upon a frozen door. And yeah. it's like, well, now I got to go, you know, rearrange, <laughs> go, find a gene bank. go rearrange my fridge yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and, and do this, but it's useful. I never, I also never really use it against enemies. Like no. incinerate like uh even though i mean it can be very good against them it has this weird crowd control element like if you catch a splicer on fire it, it's he's going to be out of commission for a little bit mm-hmm. although they t- they run right at you yeah sometimes yeah. so so there are better crowd control plasmids it's kind of like um you know out of the the ice storm the electricity storm and the fire thing you choose you know whichever one you happen to like the best yeah kind of stick with one direct damage mm-hmm. um and i end up going with electricity yeah so so those are the two that you get. Uh, you know, Steinman is running away from you, and he's sabotaging, but we don't have to talk about the actual, like, bits and bobs of that. The uh, one, one really cool thing that um, is out of the – it's not in the notes – is when you're in the basement in the dental thing where you get the shotgun. You left that out of the notes, which is the, uh, the Spicer who's behind you. I didn't get the shotgun there. Like oh, not to like not like no, way Cole. later. No, oh, you missed one of the coolest <laughs> things in the game. Yeah, I, I, there's. I, I say it because I think I got it in a previous one, but in this playthrough, I did. I, didn't. I think it's where you get the shotgun. There's like a re- pretty famous uh, spicer encounter where you go and you pick up. Like there's a shotgun just saying in the middle of a well lit room. When you pick it up, eventually a bunch of enemies come after you. But there's a guy standing behind you after you pick it up <laughs> who is non aggressive. Like you pick it up and you turn around and there's just a guy really close to you yeah. who snuck up on you and it just it's just a scare like it's a you know scare the shit out of you but if you don't he won't attack you you yeah. don't know it but you just go and then they'll you know, tap on your button a bunch <laughs> and empty like you know six shotgun shells into his face and then other guys come and attack you um, it's a shame you didn't go the dentistry ring is really cool too it's really well guarded and tough like yeah. down in the the basement. Um, yeah, which I mean, it's okay. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to dentistry shame you. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, you load up your save right, right before. Okay, we're gonna pause. Cole, you're gonna play this. Yeah, you're gonna actually do your fucking yeah. job for this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's just neat. Like it's a cool area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that shotgun encounter is way famous and scared the fuck out uh-huh. of me. Yeah, I, um, I recall that. I was, I get that conflated in my mind with the Houdini splicer reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, but yeah, the boss encounter with Diamond's pretty good. Like it uh, it teaches you a little bit about kind of two aspects, which are uh, uh, hacking health machines can mm-hmm. do damage to people, or does it kill them outright? I forget. Mm-hmm. It just hurts them. So it'll, but it will hurt like weak splicers or kill weak splicers. Yeah, I don't think it kills Diamond. No, no. Um, but it will if you've already softened him up. It can kill him. Yeah. But yeah, I you always hack health machines. Like you know, whenever yeah. whenever you see them. Um, again, and just going to that ultra capitalist nature, like there's, there's machine, you know, to, to, in order to heal yourself, there's just machines where you just have to pay like a, a fee in order to get, (laughs) get healed. Yeah. It's also, I mean, he's a boss encounter, but he's pretty easy. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times the, the bosses are just regular dudes with a little bit more hit points, you know, um, which I like as well. Um, his arena is really creepy. This like surgical theater kind of thing. Um, I think that's where you get the, uh, audio log with, with him uh, committing surgery to his uh, committing surgery to like that. That's what that's what kind of guy this is to his nursing assistant. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And oh, and there's a man. There's a thing about them being um, alive or being conscious. Like somebody coming in paralyzed and him being happy because they didn't have to wait, waste anesthesia because they couldn't scream or something. Like just ugh, surgery without anesthesia. Ugh. I don't like vivisection. No, no, nope, 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 nope. nope. 
But yeah, um, you mentioned take him out. I like his uh, battle dialogue too. Screams, he's ugly, ugly, yeah. ugly. It's like yeah. real hammy too. It's really, yeah. it's, it's pretty good. Um, after this, as you're kind of like heading over to Neptune's bounty, you 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 get your first little sister, big uh, big daddy encounter. Yep. So they're there, and uh, Alice tells you, you know, you're going to want what they've got. Like you're yeah. going to need Adam if you want to, um, you know, buy tonics and buy plasmids and general generally compete. You know, this is going to be your magic power for this. So you need to get that little girl. Um, and the arena for this is really set up optimally for your first big daddy fight. Like it's yeah. kind of set up like a giant figure eight. There are many security systems. Like there are many turrets around. There's kind of one through, um, like an office to your right. There's one behind a, a counter. There's several turrets you can hack. Um, there's not a set of cameras, unfortunately, but, um, you know, which is, it tends to be really good versus these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it ends up being a nice, nice arena for it. And, uh, I love the one of my favorite touches of the Big Daddies where if you just happen to be walking by them and you're not looking to fight them, how they shove you out of the way. Yeah. I like that a lot and just kind of <laughs> moan at you. Um, but yeah, so you're you're fighting a Big Daddy one way or another Yeah, here. Yeah. Um, so again, like just that power of being able to do a fight on your terms. Like I'm going to set this arena up. I'm going to plan, 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 mm-hmm. and, uh, and then come at it how I want to. Yeah. And that's always going to be something I love mm-hmm. in a game committing to the fight you were telling me uh a, a little while earlier that they really play up the ambush yeah, kind of thing in, that, in bioshock 2 that's right? what 2 is about like 2 is a game where like the uh and and it's got a weak beginning and it goes back to rapture so people don't like that which is fine but the one thing is that they i feel like they took somebody played bioshock 1 said gameplay wise the coolest thing about this is setting up ambushes and fighting on your own terms let's make a game about that so you have multiple, you know, your different ammunition types have ways to set traps. Um, all a lot, there are a lot more trap-based plasmids that have different conditional effects. You can subvert security systems and splicers to your side in different ways. You know, like the enraged plasmid, you eventually get one that charms, so you can choose a, a you know a character to have with you when you take on a big daddy. Um, yeah, so they they really play that up, yeah. and uh, and it happens a lot more often because here it's relatively rare. Like in any given area, you usually have two or three. That you can do um so and i really like that in in games like i want a game that's about that like a home invasion sim <laughs> like let me set up like home alone essentially for snes is what i'm looking for yeah um <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I just want uh i want to just like a game about this yeah. and bioshock 2 is the closest thing to that mm-hmm. that i played to do like so i mean like a tech most deception or trapped or like a, an incredible machine except and not, not even that, like, you know, not even just like setting up a system where it's going to be, you know, spikes here and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. That's more like, like Orcs Must Die, which is yeah. like a fun game. But like this, I guess, I, you know, whatever the difference is, part of it's the arena yeah. being 3D and part of it is the enemy having kind of intelligence. Whereas like in Orcs Must Die, it's just a wave or Tecmo's Deception or yeah. Dungeon Keeper. It's just like things are just coming at you in a line. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something you actually have to outsmart in a way too. Yeah. So, and, and also you're down there with it. And you yeah, know, you, like, exactly. You're, you're in a danger. part of what's, yep. yeah. And, and you're manipulating more than just the defenses so you know things that i became very very uh intimately aware of were like a big daddy's like turning radius or like how much distance it could cover in a short amount of time like Mm -hmm. and this arena lends itself really well to that because you have these kind of lanes that it will chase you down but at the end of one lane you can kind of tour out of the way you know and it isn't like it isn't like an arkham asylum boss fight where it hits the wall and is dizzy (laughs) and you just shoot it in the back but you know it's better at charging in straight lines, yeah. you know, at you, and you can kind of take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. At least with these melee ones. Yeah, specifically, this is the bouncer. Yeah. Um, the yeah. other one is uh, Rosie. The Rosie. Yeah. yeah. The bouncer is my favorite design out of yeah. them. Like it's the one I like more. Yeah. 
uh, I was a little, uh, when you get to the area later where you have to dress up like a big daddy, I was, uh, yeah, it's too, too bad. You could, yeah. <laughs> you could only be a Rosie. And, uh, and then the, one of the other things in the second one that's neat is that they introduce other kinds of big daddies. So there's kind of an explosive based one that yeah. also sets turrets. So it throws turrets down. So you have threats coming from different angles at you that to distract you while it's throwing bombs at you. <laughs> and those things, I think they're called rumblers. And those are really tough. Huh. Um, but yeah, so I mean, essentially at this point, your toolbox for taking this thing down is really limited. Right. You know, you've probably picked up some electric buck for the shotgun if you've got the shotgun. Yeah. Uh, which is really useful. And then electricity will stop them, which is really useful. Yeah. And that's more or less what you're doing. I feel like this one has to be a little weaker than the later ones. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I noticed just like throughout, even the general splicers get, you know, the mm-hmm. like individually. Way stronger. Way, way stronger. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they give you a bit of a softball just to teach you, yep. you know, what, what this kind of encounter looks and feels like. Yep. Yeah. And there's a video chamber right there too. Like yeah. they're, they're really easing you into this, which is good. Yeah. Um, and later when you can kind of pick out your environment more and have a greater toolbox, then they, they up the challenge level. Yeah. Um, there's also like an element of these fights that is just like a sound and fury kind of shock and awe element that I really yeah. love. Like they can shake the screen, like literally, you know, stomp the ground, shake the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets everything gets real loud when you're fighting one of them. Like it, it unnerves the player in a way that the character would be unnerved as well. And uh, I really like that. Like it always feels intense. Yeah. You know, I always feel good about killing one of these things. Like, you know, like, like I, I accomplished something. Like the like their 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 scream sounds like a tie fighter it's passing by. It's a whale. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's like a tie fighter with a whale and then like a decompressing like submarine hull. Yeah. A little bit. It's yeah. got this awesome mechanical it sounds like a, like a brass like 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 a brass bowl or something. Yeah. Like a dude screaming from inside this apparatus. Yeah, it yeah. is a wonderful sound design on these things all around, you yeah. know. And even um, just when, like, you, you can tell, you feel that they're there. You know, I'm, I'm playing it on the 360 with, you know, with a, a controller and have the vibration. Like, mm-hmm. when one is walking nearby you, it goes, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, the, yeah, the really good kinesthetics. Like, everything just feels good about these things. Like, yeah. they feel like a presence. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So when you take out the Big Daddy, you're introduced to kind of the second character, who is Tenenbaum. Yes. Also, yeah. just real quick, it's sad when the big daddies die. Yes. So like, and that's something that they do. Like this thing was not aggressive to you. No, it doesn't know any better. And it lets out this moan. That's just like pretty heartbreaking, <laughs> you know? And I really love that too. Like, you know, it's a, it's a real powerful moment when you mm-hmm. actually like kill one of these things, as opposed to just being like, feeling like a boss fight. Like, it's not like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like, and especially later when you find out that these were just dudes, I mean, yeah. you know, like just dudes who were experimented on horribly. Yeah. But just yeah. dudes who were, you yep. know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, you're introduced to Tenenbaum. Yeah, Tenenbaum. Who uh, I forget what her actual role is, but she was like a scientist. She's the Christmas tree. What? She's the Christmas tree for Raptor. That's what, that's what Tenenbaum means. Oh, in German. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Sorry. I was like, I thought that was like a mob thing. Like, okay, she. Oh, she was in. Yeah. She was in control you got your of the thing. You got your Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, is, is she? You're gonna Christmas be tree? my Christmas tree. <laughs> Is, Mata Goose. Is, is she a wartime Christmas yeah, tree? Yeah. That's all I need to know. Because <laughs> apparently not, because they had a civil war in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Yeah. It was Tenenbaum the whole time. Yeah. Oh, Tenenbaum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Previews of dumb sketches we could have done. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. True. Um, but... Uh, but yeah. uh yeah she, she she is somebody who uh was responsible for for the little sisters yep. she worked with fontaine to uh to make to put the little sister program together yep um and she entreats you 
she's on this balcony and then later on she starts talking to you through the radio uh she's like you know don't you know do whatever you're going to do don't kill these little girls you can save them and she gives you this plasmid that lets you yeah lets uh, you kind of cure them yeah and you get some you suck some atom out the alternative is to you know they don't really show it but it would be to rip them out open and like yeah. eat the sle- sea slug that lives in their stomach yeah yeah so ghastly yeah um, it, and, yeah and atlas is on the other side of this saying hey they're not they're not human anymore they look like they're little girls but that's you know way way in the past yeah uh you know it just makes sense for you to do this be you know so you can save my family yeah. Yeah, and you and you're gonna need it to survive. Yeah. Which is that practic you know, practical yeah. point of view. Utilitarian like means, versus yeah. deontological, yeah. Yep. And uh uh the uh kind of one of the, the failings of this game, despite how much I like it, is that this moral choice is handled pretty sloppily. Yeah. You know, um so it's a binary thing, which again, like I'm never, you know, uh real into a binary moral moral choice like this. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's you can harvest them once. And see what it's like. And yeah. then that's it. And then at that point, you get the end. If you harvest two of them and then save the rest of them, you're still a shithead. Yeah. And uh, vice versa. And and really, like, you know, so if you're if you're trying to make this choice on moral grounds, you know, like on altruism or whatever, it's mm-hmm. really – it's like only the first three that you do because of that. Because then they start dropping the teddy bears off. And not only and do then, you yep. get more Adam, like, yep. to make up the difference, but you get items too. Yep. So it's kind of this reverse moral of, like, okay, in this world of, you know, there's, you, you get X for Y. Right. Um, you know, and they end up equaling all, them out. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's, it's very similar to, like, a, a Bioware Baldur's Gate thing where it's like yeah. you do the evil reward and you get a bunch of money. You do the good reward. You know, I like <clears throat> I like a moral choice where, like, you're just kind of hamstrung, but you just have to feel like that was the thing to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, and video games don't really do that. And that's because, you know, video games are based on this kind of, like – you know, when, when condition based, like everything, you know, we just want, you need to be rewarded, mm-hmm. you know, constantly. Like there's no, you know, video games have a hard time with like a narrative reward, yeah. you know, like the reward being, I, I just like this better, mm-hmm. you know, video games don't really do that. Yeah. Um, and it's rare when they do. And the only games where they can, where they can afford to do that are ones where like the stakes aren't really that high, like the walking dead, yeah. you know, like your, your, your only reward is always more story and you yeah. Know, it, and it's it, just it, different it's, kinds of story. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or, so making it mechanical yeah. makes it yeah. kind of troubling or planescape, which, you know, yeah. like an extra item here or there doesn't make that much of a difference compared to your, mm. your talkie stats. Yeah. Right? Yep, yep. And and Planescape is kind of weird, and it actually does, like, the opposite. Like, for doing the hard thing, you mm-hmm. get immense rewards, as opposed to... So it kind of subverts it in an interesting way, like, um, you know, just because the rewards come in the form of, like, just experiment, you know, experience and, and memories. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, probably the most serious, like, misstep of this game, I feel like, yeah. is how they handle that. And it didn't really need to be there for the game to make sense. Like, the game is not about choice. It's about, like, a you know, a lack of choice yeah. and they didn't really need to have like a morality system in it. Like it no. felt like a, con- a concession to it being, or like a regular video game, a yeah. normal video game. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I always rescue. There's no yeah. reason not to like, yep. And even uh, if there wasn't a reason not to like, I'd feel better about it. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, they're not, they're not monsters anymore. They say, thank you. Yep. After they're done. Yeah. And, uh, it plays nice music. <laughs> I think I've done an evil playthrough of the of the game just to see what would what it would be like. Yeah. And it is useful to like if you're if you're not going to use those plasmids you get and tonics you get for uh, rescuing them, you get a lot more at them, and mm-hmm. you you know you will be more powerful. So there is a little bit of a difference, but it's not as yeah. night and day as they want it to be. I never find my, I, like uh, on rescues. I never find myself at a w- lack of atom. You, I mean, you more or less will get. You end up getting more. Like there's a like if you sit down and do the math, you end up with something like six hundred or seven hundred more for harvesting them, yeah. even with the rewards. 
but it's kind of meted out throughout the whole game. Um, and the most I feel it is in this beginning part where it's like, you could be getting twice as much, you know, before you get the rewards before any of that kind of stuff happens. So yeah. it does make a difference. It's not very much of one. Yeah. So, uh, you have diamonds key and you're able to get into Neptune's bounty. Yep. Which um, is a, a fishery. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Atlas reveals that his family, um, his wife, Moira, and yeah, his son, Mo- Patrick, Moira, uh, Patrick and Moira. Moira. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, the minds of Moira. Have you seen the, uh, <laughs> have you seen, there's a trivia where, where he got those names from, um, is there's a play that Sander Cohen has. And I think they, I know they advertise in the second one. I feel like they advertise it here too, though, where that's the name of two of the characters Yeah, in one of the plays. Yeah. So that's where he, uh, where he nicked that from. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah, I mean, spoiler, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know. The, um, this, my, this, yeah. My, this is my this is my my boyfriend, Phil Glass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's Phil and my son Glass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, um, for some reason, I, you know, I feel the need to bring it up now. There are these little radio announcements that are playing every once in a oh, while, yeah. like intermittently. Oh, yeah, reminds you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like with with the couple talking, like, I don't know how I feel about these little yeah, sisters. like propaganda. Well, well, little sisters are as American as Apple Pie, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Again, that real 50s aesthetic, yeah. you know, the thing that hasn't come with Fallout. Fucking love it. I would yeah. live and breathe that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm real, I'm way into that. Yeah. I more or less want it to be subverted. <laughs> like, there isn't, like, a video game where it's just, like, it's the 50s and everything else, well, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. well. Um, you know, mostly it just feels good contrasted with uh, yeah. nightmares. They so. do that, uh, they do that incredibly well in, uh, in saints row four actually oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh. but uh um when you when you walk in here the first thing you see is this crucified smuggler yeah which again free market yeah what exactly. are the restrictions yeah yep yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah and that's kind of the, the theme of of what you're doing here i can't remember the specific like is this this is not where the submarine is or does that get closed off to you that that is like the the submarine is through this okay the so sm- yeah, you the just have to make your way through out. it and ultimately you learn that peaches um has the uh you know is the the gatekeeper here yeah. um who who worked for um fontaine before fontaine died yeah um in the in this fiction yeah yeah so atlas sent along word and peaches is here uh yep. you know singing uh singing fuck the pain away yeah and, <laughs> yeah. and uh i love i love what i can see you writing down for the show notes yes yeah. <laughs> i just want to make you go through the whole I, notebook yeah I, I don't i don't write down everything okay so right. i yeah i so, just but you can see now what my process is what i consider to be either obscure enough or like what we haven't referenced a thousand times like yeah yeah um <laughs> But yeah, Peaches is here. He's like a real uh, uh, man. I don't even know. Seems like somebody from like a Stephen King novel, like a little bit not. Yeah, know, like, a, like I'm the local gatekeeper. I'm 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 not yeah. right kind of thing. Yeah, a little yeah. Like, creepy local. local. And he, I like he wants a research camera. Yeah, um, which is like a camera that takes a picture of something's genetics. Something like, like it's that, a real yeah. sci-fi like <laughs> whoa, you know process. But going like once you get the research camera, I'm so I love the research camera. Mm-hmm. Like it's so That's, fucking badass. Like it's yeah. and it's so downplayed. Like yeah. They make you do it for yeah. the, for like for this part but like the 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 reward for it is so yeah huge. always be researching yeah. and it, it introduces this like wrinkle to any kind of you know thing where it's like do i attempt to fight this thing while it's trying to kill me or do i try to take pictures of it while it's trying to kill me yeah and and um you know that's really really powerful like pretty like any kind of photography mechanic i'm gonna be pretty into like i like that <laughs> bioshock snap yeah 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 i would i would play bioshock snap yeah It'd be wonderful yeah um yeah you don't get it just yet but i, I love it when you get it and yeah. i i research the maximum everything that you can yeah you also get the most you know my favorite gene tonic in the game which is the uh natural camouflage yeah um through through research so 
I don't know, you know, playing this without natural camouflage, like that I rely on that <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So you get the grenade launcher here, which, uh, is, is, is really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it's good. It's useful specifically because you're going to start fighting Rosies here as yeah. far as, uh, and they're the ranged, uh, big daddies. Yeah. So, and they're, they're sons of bitches. Like they just shoot you, but then they also set mines around yeah. and that's that's really tough luckily um this first arena where you fight one there's a rocket turret you yeah. know nearby um so that helps you out a lot yeah like they give you kind of a leg up but having the grenade launcher um for big daddy fights is really pretty mm. essential yeah um you can kind of see like kind of digging around what the the smugglers are bringing in um which is like lots of bibles yeah you know so like you know there's no no religion here but people are seeking it because they need comfort because that's why people <laughs> invented religion yeah um so the uh uh you know it's just interesting to see what that what that is Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. This is also the first area where uh, you kind of um, are going after big daddies and little sisters kind of on your own terms a little bit. So yeah. on the pause screen, there are little icons that tell you how many are in an individual area. And yeah. if you try and progress before you get all of them, the game actually warns you and says, yeah, there's still it, big daddies. Yeah. Here. It's a really, really bad idea to go on without doing this. Yep. So, and you can, there's some areas you can go back to, yeah. but not, there's no real way to know whether you're going to be able to. When you right. do it, yeah. Um, you're also introduced to kind of the the nuts and bolts of how this place is being run. You start seeing these audio logs from Madonna or Madon McDonna McDonna, yeah, McDonna, um, who uh, is talking about you know he's kind of like uh, the engineer who's keeping this place going, <laughs> yeah. You know, and and he you know he has like you have it in the notes here like once Rapture starts leaking, it's not going to stop, yeah. And like that's really anxiety making to me. Like <laughs> yeah. if I live there, like it's just like what is I don't know very much about water pressure and physics or anything, but it seems like once a leak starts, like, you know, why isn't this glass just shattering and and smashing in everywhere? Yeah. Um, It's like, okay, so if your basement floods, you pump it out. Where do you pump it to when you're at the bottom of the ocean? Yeah. There's just like so much pressure here and everything. And, and, uh, yeah. And, and that has like this, like, uh, you know, thematic resonance too. Yeah. yeah. Like once the ideology that built rapture starts leaking, then it doesn't stop. Yeah. Yeah. And just continues to get worse and kind of, uh, snowballs. Yeah. Down. Yeah, his office is pretty cool too because you can look at you can see the little, the big daddy walking on the seafloor. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> you get the camera, and I love this moment where you get the camera because there's a spider splicer mm-hmm. over to the right. Uh, we didn't talk about them. If you fight your first one, yeah, in Peaches uh, in his little uh, atrium, right? yeah, they, yep. like they they climb on the ceiling and they throw these like red hot hooks at you, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, there are different kinds of uh, splicers that you're going to run into. Up until this point, it's either just been melee or ranged. Yeah, thuggish or, uh, or uh, leadhead. Yeah, leadhead. Yep. Yeah. So um, now you know you're starting to get into the wackier types in these yeah. next couple areas. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're 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 agility monsters. They crawl around on the ceiling and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when when you're going in to get the camera, you hear somebody singing "Jesus Loves Me." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. it comes up a little bit later, but it's so effective right here. Yep. 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 <laughs> like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's also where you find out um, you start getting security tapes um, from the rap, uh, Ryan's head of security mm-hmm. who's taking down, uh, you know, uh, you find it in the basement or under like a bridge, um, a smuggler who is tied up to car batteries. Did you find that guy? No, no. Um, where And there's an audio log with the um, security chief whose name is escaping me right now um, talking about like, you know, being like, he's just like, I don't feel good about this, like torturing this person for information, but we have to find Fontaine, you know, like this is right. going to be. So like there is a war right now between Fontaine and uh, and and Ryan. 
And uh, at this point, his, you know, his security guy is still in play. And ultimately, you know, his story is one of the people who you never actually see in the game, but you get his complete story a little bit later when you see he's asked to do something that, uh, you know, is, is too far. And, you know, he does it and then quits. Right. You know, like, so, you know, Ryan's uh, people abandon him mm-hmm. as we go. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole area, you, you're, you know, Peach, Peaches wants you to photograph three spider splicers. There are only three in the area, and this introduces what's going to be the mission structure yeah. for for all these witches. You know, find X number of Y things in this weird MMO-like fashion, and yeah. then put them together, and you'll be allowed to progress. AKA, like, explore this world that we made, Yeah, and this is what's going to force you to do it. Yeah. You know, come look at this cool stuff we made, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. is fine. Um yeah. You are, so in, in, in so like in that exploration piece is very important because what you're doing is you're finding these little micro stories. So that security chief, um, you've got the, like that Russian woman here in the notes yeah. who uh, kills herself because she, uh, her daughter goes missing mm-hmm. um, and then later finds her as a little sister, you know, who doesn't recognize her. And it's just, you know, super heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, you know, more suicides, more people on rowdy mattresses with booze and, and guns. Yeah. Consistent piles of pills. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, ultimately, eventually, you know, once you've done this task for him, he allows you to go into his little frozen over area. Yeah. Uh, but you have to put all of your uh, weapons into a pneumatic tube, and uh, you end up having to fight with only with your wrench and with your plasmids, uh, fighting him <clears throat> and a series of splicers. Yeah, and stuff, um, which is kind of fun. Like it's a neat, neat little twist on this uh, this boss fight. Mm-hmm. It's not too hard. Um, I think there's a turret like right in the beginning too, which you can hack. So that'll do some of your hard work for you. Yeah, and then. Uh, you know, just one, two punch. Yep. 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 And just teaches you never oh, trust anybody. There's also grenadier splicers and he's one of them as well. So if you do have telekinesis, you can kill him pretty easily that way. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot about those guys. I can't remember what they're called, but like inferno splicers or something, something like, I don't think that's it, but it's something like that. Yeah. yeah. Nitro splicers. Nitro. There we go. Yep, there yep. we go. Yeah. Uh, but after you fight him, you find your first, uh, machine, your weapon upgrade machine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which is a weird kind of mechanic. Like every weapon has two upgrades. Mm-hmm. You can have all of them. You're not making a choice between yeah. them, but every time you get to a machine, you can only do one yeah. and there are a limited number in the game. Yeah. So I felt like that was something that, uh, Bioshock infinite did a little bit better customizing your actual weapons. Yeah. I mean, I like the customization. I don't like that. You can only hold two weapons. So like I would have yeah. an infinite, I would have some weapon per, you know, uh, all the way out. But if I ran out of ammo for it, I'm fucked, you know, and I just yeah. had to end up picking up something different just because I needed ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the actual upgrades better yeah. in infinite. I don't know why they limited you to two weapons in that game. Um, the, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, you fight him, uh, you kind of go through this frozen area and go through this smuggler's hideout yeah. and you start getting these weird metafictional like flashes to family photos and stuff. Like something's wrong with your brain. Yeah. If you haven't figured it out mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, that kind of combines with the ghosts that you see. Yeah, yeah. yeah like they explain these, that. Like, it's a side effect of Adam. Yeah, it's like genetic like memory of whoever you got this thing from. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. That, that's a, also a System Shock 2 thing. And in System Shock 2, it's more or less the same explanation, but th- that being a sci-fi universe and a little <laughs> bit less like, or like a harder sci-fi universe, it feels a little sillier that you see ghosts in System Shock 2. Yeah. But yeah, the same same thing happens there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is where uh, Atlas's family is. And they're in a submarine. You kind of go up to this area to uh, to free them. And Ryan slams down the gates and blows <laughs> up the, the sub yeah. and ambushes you with splicers. And, uh, you know, Alice, uh, you know, said, you know, uh, you know, really hams it up. More, you know, <laughs> more, no. more you told me say. You'll never get oh, to see yeah. the glens. Yeah, again. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, really, really hams it up yeah. and uh, kind of sets you off on this vengeance quest. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so you're you're at this point, you know, you just want to leave, <laughs> you know, but this, there's more game in front of you. Yeah. And this is where the game goes. And that, you know, again, is explained later with the big kind of reveal. Yeah. Um, you enter into Arcadia, which I think is a really visually neat area of the game. Yeah. It's like Haven. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And what's where like people picnic, like all the audio logs are like, you know, I brought this broad here and gave her some, you know, some, some wine and a real panty peeler, like, you know, <laughs> yep. and again, one of my, one of my favorite, uh, little, uh, free market bits here, uh, you know, they, they, they bring the scientists down. Uh, what's her, what's her name? Uh, Langford, Langford, yeah, you know, who, who was this master of defoliation in World War II for the Pacific Theater. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we need you to build us, you know, build us this garden down here uh, so we can yeah. actually have oxygen. And the second she does it, has this awesome verdant natural park, Ryan privatizes it. Yeah. Because yeah. the thing yep. that got him to come down here in the first place was the government wanted to turn his force into yeah, a Yeah, that's one of the things. Park. And he cartoonishly burns it down. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a man of his principles. <laughs> yes, so, he you know, is. At least God initially. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, yeah, that, me, damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a good good scene too. And I like uh, Langford too because she's yeah. not um, she's usually not villainous. Yeah, exactly. Like you're most of these people who are, were on Rafters cronies turned out to be uh, uh, kind of shit heels and went insane. And she's totally sane. Yeah, like you know, she's fine. She just needs you to save her kind of life's work yeah. before she'll help you. Yeah, I mean, and and, and like uh, of the pantheon, her death is like the least deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Mom is going to make her first Franken tree. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, you get in here and my favorite scare in the game, the Houdini. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I like the Houdini splicers a lot anyway. Yeah. Like, uh, not just because of, um, I like, I love the upgrades you get from like researching them, but yeah. they're, they're tough to fight. And like they, you know, they make interesting fights just because they can teleport around. Um, they actually turn invisible. When they do that, they're not actually teleporting, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. So the, every once in a while, you can kind of catch them yeah. in there and, uh, and, and, you know, they're, they're ranged, like pretty powerful range. Like they throw fire yeah. and stuff, but the introduction is really atmospheric and drawn out. Like mm-hmm. this thing is kind of hunting you for a long time. Like you're yeah. being hunted when you're here. Yeah. Like they're, like they're engaging you in like a skirmish. They yeah. are appearing just long enough to get some shots in and then, yep. you know. I get the sense. I always feel like they're trying to lead me somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere that's going like to be less. Yeah. 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 And, they, and they more or less are, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, like when you, when you first get one, I forget what item you're picking up, but you, you know, you approach and then mm-hmm. a, a man, a man silhouette shadow comes up yeah. and they turn around and he says, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super good. And yeah. then, then it's on yeah. the, um, yeah. And again, so you, know, you start researching these things right away because uh, this natural camouflage thing you get, I think it's like the third tier. The upgrade path for research, like usually it's a boost in damage mm-hmm. and then a vulnerability to anti-personnel rounds, which I never really got. Like, are they not vulnerable before that? Or is it just additional vulnerability? Like maybe it's just telling you? Yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't. Um, but you get this natural camouflage thing, which turns you invisible if you stand still, mm-hmm. um, which I use to no end. Like, you know, if you if a security, you set off a security camera. Like stand still for a minute. Yeah. Um, you know, I use this a lot and did a lot of ambushing, you know, yeah. so more or less my, my kind of loadout for the game was to do all the wrench perks that gave me more wrench damage and uh, surprise wrench damage and then be able to turn <laughs> invisible. So I kind of played it stealthily 
um, or not stealthily necessarily. Like I would shock people and kill them, but I did a lot of ambushing as well. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think I ever used it properly, but for some reason it just, it wasn't, it wasn't as effective for me as it mm. sounds like it was for you. Yeah. So it's really, yeah, it's very powerful. It's like, I would, I would say it's probably overpowered. Yeah. So yeah. makes sense. But, yep. uh, you, you, you approach Langford and she's in her lab and you get that awesome horror, uh, scene. yeah, yeah. We're like, you know, uh, Ryan floods, her uh, area with with poison and <laughs> yeah. uh she scratches a, a door code yeah. into the in the fog which is great mm-hmm. and uh you have to make this la- you you eventually go in and get the notes to make this thing called the lazarus vector <laughs> which i'm pretty sure is like a venture brothers episode name um the uh, uh get this yeah. lazarus vector and you have to go gather these components um from this area yeah so so <laughs> ryan again proving he is not above sacrificing a forest off at, yeah. the, at the expense of his entire civilization because this is where all of his oxygen yeah. comes yeah, from you need to breathe buddy. it's like way too it's like way too stupid well you then okay so you you cut off the supply you know yeah it's it's mooching you <laughs> yeah know? like you're down here you're breathing my air yeah yeah you exactly know? you're not paying for it yeah, you, you know yeah. 20, like 25 dollars for the canned air yeah, yeah. oh man I feel I feel bad that I made a Spaceballs joke <laughs> <laughs> or a cryptid joke from Spaceballs yeah. unwittingly. Yeah. But yeah, you've got to put together uh, this uh, this Lazarus vector yeah. Yeah. from uh, from B enzymes, chlorophyll and uh, distilled water. Yep. So you have to go find that and you kind of go through this like this mercantile area, which yeah. I really like just have how it lived in this feels more than anything. Like uh, you're, you're definitely on a fetch quest, but you're kind of going to different areas. So you, know, you go to this like winemaker and you find out, you know, he's selling his wine with <laughs> distilled water and that's what he's advertising. So, you know, that's a good place for that. Yeah, It's, um, it's watered down, but at least it's not seawater, he says. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that a whole lot, and it's a, just like a fun arena. Like these, these hallways with the market stalls. Yeah, there's a lot of like little safes to hack, a lot of security cameras to avoid. Um, you know, enemies can kind of set up ambushes. There's a big daddy like thrown in the mix as yeah. well here. So it's just a lot of the different kind of like a lot of potential for chaos. Yeah, you know here, like it is a lot of design here too. Yeah. The different stalls have different aesthetics. You can kind of get yep. a sense for what they're selling, and I just I love the propaganda signs yeah, or like yeah. the advertisement. Like yep. that that is that like you know one of my favorite things about the Art Deco aesthetic is all of the advertising that came out of it. Yep, or aligned with it, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I like the apiary. Yeah, um, where you where you go and get the the B enzyme, not only because you are uh, smoking the wasps and then getting splicers out and then unleashing them, yeah, but you also get the most horrifying plasmid yeah. in the entire game. That was originally that tested really poorly. That was the one that's in the demo, and they yeah. uh, ended up pushing it off. But that was one that you originally were supposed to get that much earlier, and uh, it used to happen slower the animation so you could see the bees coming out of your palm um, but it tested really poorly because yeah. people were like you're shooting bees out of your palm that's stupid <laughs> and uh, nobody liked it um yeah. so they ended up you know changing it for something a little bit more traditional yeah there but it combines two of my deepest fears which is uh weird holes and things yeah and also bees yeah 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 <laughs> it, it's it's super creepy yeah um i didn't end up using that often like the crowd i usually ended up just using the electricity for for freezing people but this is really useful um yeah yeah. Like mostly like like primarily my antagonistic plasmid was the uh the electroshock and then I end up using enrage and security bullseye and and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and, and charm big daddy, hypnotize big daddy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So mostly I wanted to subvert systems against each other and if I couldn't do that I would shock something and smack it. Yeah, that's that, that's roughly what I went in yeah. it went in for as well. Yeah. The 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 B plasmid is good though. Yeah. Yeah. 
but uh, I'm trying to see here if there's anything else. Uh, you, you just pick up the chlorophyll uh, solution from the Houdini splicers. I forget why they have it. Like, there's a little bit about the the, the Saturnine order. Yeah, which just, yeah. Like, it's a frat. <laughs> yeah, it, when it's really a, a thread that they they don't do anything with. Yeah. Like, it's just like an offhanded comment and never never do anything more than that. But you get the idea. Like, I mean, even coming from their name. <clears throat> And everything like this. This probably is like a society of people who splice themselves up in specific ways. Yeah, you know, drink beer and play ping pong. Yep, exactly. Fish yeah. fries. Yep. yep. But uh, there's an awesome little diary. I think it's Langford who uh, likens Adam to it's like the atom bomb and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, all mixed together and yeah. just kind of like you know. Yeah, it's, it's a game changer. Yeah, yeah. Like there's you reckon time by it. Yeah. You know, like things. It's so different afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, the boss fight for this area is really cool, um, where it's just taking that idea of like an ambush. And so instead of just being, you you saying a trap for a big daddy, like you have her office, you have her security systems and you're going to you know face wave after wave of enemies in yeah. like kind of a tower defense orcs must die kind of scenario. Yeah. And you're free to set it up. Mm-hmm. You know, do you get trap bolts at this point? No, not yet. You don't have okay. the crossbow yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you have, you know, your trap vocabulary is much wider. They used to be. And then I had, uh, since I was saving little sisters, I had hypnotized big daddy. Mm-hmm. So I had a big daddy with me, like yeah. backing me up during it. And it was really, it's really fun. Like I really like this a lot. <laughs> um, while you're waiting for this thing to synthesize, Ryan yeah. just sends wave after wave of enemy. Felt like it dragged, but it, that's probably kind of the point. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, like, I felt pretty good to me. Like I didn't feel, uh, it never slowed down. You know, it was pretty, uh, pretty harrowing. Yep. And good. So. As we said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash watchoutforfireballs. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash watchoutforfireballs for your free audiobook. So yeah, after we save the forests of Arcadia, um, under the skies of Arcadia, we uh, uh, go to what I think is like tied for me, maybe edging out a little bit over the medical pavilion uh, to be my favorite area in the game. Yeah. Yeah, for Frolic. Yep. yep. Which is headed by who Atlas calls the most psychotic person here, one Sander Cohen. Yep. He is an artiste. Yep. And kind of based on um, Salvador Dali, you yep. know, it kind of looks like him and just uh, it has uh, got the creepy mustache. Yep. Yeah, and I like it just as you know we're seeing the different ways these people live. So, um, you know, this is the the center of culture, and uh, and play for Rapture citizens. Leisure. Yep. 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 Um, so so you get here, um, and you're you're heading towards just the bathosphere to to get to Ryan, and uh, Sander Cohen actually controls this and cuts you off from from Atlas and Ryan. Yeah. Like and takes over your uh, your communication channels. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just forces you kind of to go through, you know, this kind of puppet show for him. You know, keeps the little moth like uh, keeps keeps calling you that. <laughs> Are you a moth or an angel? Yeah, yep, yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you walk in and you're in this creepy center hall, and this spotlight keeps following you around uh, as mm-hmm. you go along. Just the aesthetics of this are so freaking sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, he <laughs> he he shows you this scene where there's a guy who is forced to play piano. And uh, he's like screaming at him over the PA saying, no, 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 it's yeah, it's Allegro. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, like, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, what's it? Like what's the name? Elmer Fudd hitting the wrong key on the piano, or Daffy yeah. Duck. Yeah, I get... he explodes, and yeah. you find your mission, which I love this so much, is to photograph these corpses of these uh, four um, mm-hmm. dudes who betrayed. Sam, yeah, yeah, for know. his uh, quad tick. Um, <laughs> if you shoot the piano player when you first get there, he admires your your spark. <laughs> like he, you can go in and just immediately shoot the <clears throat> piano player, and he says, you know, he's like, ah, oh, you know, I admire your. Let's get started. All right, you know, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, your get up and go. I think you're going to last a good long while yeah. here at Sander yeah. Cohen yeah. Industries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so you're kind of going around this area, which has, you know, there are stores, there are kind of uh, art centers, uh, you know, centerpieces, like kind of a theater, finding these four people. And uh, you can do it in any order you like. Um, and you kind of get their story throughout. Um, mm-hmm. And you also get a kind of a reward. Like you bring them back and bring that back the photograph you take to add to the, the quad tick. And uh, you get a little bit more story and everything. So like this area on its own is probably like the best uh, self-contained, you know, well, like a mini game, yeah. These series of like little mini bosses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I just I love this idea of you know everything about Rapture is let's take this thing and strip all the morals away from it. Yeah, like and take what it, can happen to art when you do that? Sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, take yeah. it to its its conclusion. Like you find these corpses that are covered in plaster and posed. Yeah, like that's what the quadtic is. It's all these like grotesque corpse yeah. statues that are holding the the frames for these photos that, that you're bleed. Going to take. Yeah. Yeah. So if you hit this, so they are, you know, there are definitely people under there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, same thing with the, um, so the, one of the first guys you go after is this uh, guy who's in this frozen area. I can't remember yeah. what this area is before it was frozen over. Um, but it's like yeah. Poseidon Plaza or something. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Yeah. Sea yeah. thing alliteration. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they, they all bleed and you're kind of making your way through there and eventually he freezes you. Yeah. Um, you know, which is, which is fun. And then you get out and have to fight him. And the fun thing about that area is you, you are inclined to use incinerate because, Hey, ice area, but, uh, there are other frozen corpses that are there. They, if you unfreeze them, they will start attacking. Yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. They, not, come, not corpses, they come to life with people. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess we are all corpses. We're all, corpses. yeah, animate corpses. Yeah. 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 Spooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that's one of the dudes, and that's real creepy because he gets, he gets right up in your face and says, ah, Sanders got another one, right? Yep. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, another one that's pretty cool. Uh, uh, oh, the, the guy says, uh, the Iceman fucking cometh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Again, time period. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the guys is this uh, kind of country kid. Who works in a record store. Yeah, who, like a, uh, a Nashville kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and you get this idea that he's kind of like gave her pay with yeah. Cohen. You know, like he says, he talks about like these things, he, you know, he's just this old fruit, you know, yeah. uh, who I just associate with for rent. You uh-huh. know, like he has this like, uh, you know, but you could see him kind of breaking uh, Sander Cohen's heart. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he, calls you, he calls you Cohen's new grape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yep. and, and it's heavy, heavily implied that Andrew Ryan and him were lovers, too. Where is that at? Uh, that is, uh, I believe it's a dial. It's like an audio dialogue, something like that. Hmm. From uh, It's a diary from Cohen talking about, like, oh, he betrayed me, too. You know, we were once close. Like, uh, if we search through the text, it's going to be in there. Okay, because yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I mean, I suppose he could be. It's just rare. It's rare for a game to make a character be bisexual. Yeah. And Ryan, you know, has, has confirmed, like, has a kid and had yeah, an affair yeah. and had a mistress and everything. So it's just kind of a, a shade of sexuality that video games don't do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just kind of interesting. I may have missed that. Which again, goes back to Ayn Rand herself, you know, like sexual politics, you know, yeah. you know didn't really yeah. enter into this aside from, you know, do what thou wilt. Right. Yep, yep. Really the only difference between Satanism and libertarianism is blank, blank, blank. Yeah. Is, is, is nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, uh, you know, and you find this uh, strip club as well. Um, Eve's yeah. garden, which is the kind of, you know, red light district 
here. Yeah. And uh, you find that there's a stripper that Andrew Ryan was having an affair with. This turns out to be very plot significant. Yeah. Um, who gave up her baby, who sold her baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, to, you, to Fontaine. Yeah. 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 Um, and Ryan kills her for it. And this mm-hmm. is where you, um, I'm pretty sure this is where you find the security guard or the security chief's um, dialogue. And he was, you know, told to kill this, uh, kill this woman yeah. and he does it. And then that's, he's just like, this isn't what I signed up for yeah. and leaves. So he's, you know, it turns out to be kind of a morally good, you know, character who gets pushed too far. Yeah. Yeah. A morally good character who tortures Murdered and kills. Yeah. 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 But he, he's conflicted about it. Yeah. 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 He's morally good by video game standards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, him handedly, really, they start flashing family photos when you get into this. Yeah. So like, I can't tell if that's hindsight or what, like if I was playing this with fresh eyes today, would I put, two would you know together? that it was, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like I did when I played it then. I don't think I quite put it together. I knew something was up, but I didn't like associate it because the other time when you get the family photos, it's not significant. It's like when you are, I mean, I guess it is when like, if, if, cause, uh, Fontaine, you know, is not your father, but in a way he's got this kind of father son relationship with you Yeah. in a manner of speaking. Um, but the other time it wasn't significant. So the time you get those family photo flashes, it's not like every time has a thematic link mm-hmm. to it, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the last one is just uh, he's a strip club, uh, you know, I was going yeah. to say participant patron. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah. He's a nitro splicer who uh, gives, uh, he, he takes flight. So yeah. you have to chase and after he, him. He drops dynamite behind him. Yeah. Mario Kart style. <laughs> um, so, you know, you finish this, uh, this, this quad tech, you know, the first one being the, uh, the guy with the pan- piano and, uh, and Sander comes down, you know, uh, uh, confetti rains from the ceiling yeah, you know it's, it's very handy. like gala you love um, me you really love yep, me yeah yep. and he comes out it's one of the very few times you encounter a non-aggressive just like kind of real regular person it's an, it's unsettling yeah with yeah. like with the proportions that people tack yeah like, just because of the unreal engine and the way that they decided to render humans, yeah like like they just looks monstrous yeah i consider it like it's kind of like stylized yeah, you know like yeah. it doesn't i don't think they're necessarily i mean they are spliced up and you can chalk up a lot to that but i tend yeah. to consider them just to be mm-hmm. it's not trying to be realistic yeah you know? it, it bugs me here in a way that it doesn't bug me in bioshock infinite where they are similarly stylized yeah. with the, yeah. like the bigger eyes like the proportions are yeah just a little bit off yeah um yeah that and Sander Cohen just was like a really creepy fucking dude. Anyway, yeah. And he's, so. yeah, he's got all this scarring on his face and yeah. he's all fucked up and you can do whatever you want with this guy. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> min maxing wise, don't kill him. Like killing him later helps Guess you out. More. You get a cool yeah. scene and you get a reward that you wouldn't get otherwise, but mm-hmm. uh, you're perfectly welcome to, cause he is a son of a bitch <laughs> and uh, just force you to do a bunch of murder. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he unlocks the way, um, Atlas gets back on. He's like, you know, where the hell were you? You know, and he's, you know, would you kindly do this? Like, I'm, it's irritating, you know, <laughs> get to Hephaestus and, and fuck things up. Um, we both agree. I think this is where, uh, things are, get kind of saggy. Yeah. Like this, this Hephaestus is not that fun. No, it's not. Yeah. So the, 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 the general consensus out there seems to be that the game starts sagging and falling apart once you kill Andrew Ryan in mm-hmm. this playthrough, like it starts much earlier than that. Like and by much, it, I mean one area. When it's saying but, it starts though, it makes to me like implies that it's just a downward slope from this point. It's like it, it's it, like, it's a pyramid shaped thing yeah. and it's like, it starts maybe showing some creaks, but it's not starting a downward slide. Like I don't yeah. see the game as having it, you know, yeah. a hill kind of to it. Yeah. I just, it falters here in like a, in, in like a really yeah. serious way that, you know, has flavors of what makes the last couple of areas really yeah, a little like tedious. Un, unpa- unpalatable. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Unpalatable is probably pretty strong. Yes. Like, did you, did you throw the controller down in disgust? And yeah, the, uh, <laughs> I started penning it gets a, a little boring. Like it doesn't, sternly worded yeah, leather. it's never that it's not like unpalatable makes it sound like, um, yeah. 
you know, like like Tomba. Like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't get like bad or, or bad to play. Like it just gets like a little boring. Like this part's a little boring. You know, um, it is a shame that that happens later. Like that they kind of front loaded mm-hmm. so much of it. Yeah, but uh, Hephaestus is the is the area where they harness geothermal power. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're getting their electricity. Um, and, you know, you're running towards uh, Andrew Ryan's office, which is, you know, Rapture Centri- Central Control. But he has this, like, gallery of worms that he has pinned up to the wall. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's, he's, lo- he's locked his door. So your mission here is to overload the power system in order, in order to, take this, uh, to take this lockdown. Yeah. yeah. Which, like, the, the individual kind of story about it, you know, the idea that someone is already kind of planning to do this. Like, who is yeah. she working with? Or he, who is he working with? Um, a lady tells him how to do this, how to, um, the, the guy the muse. who, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there is somebody who's like, not the muse, but somebody tells the guy who makes the MP bomb yeah. how to do it. I think it's a, you know, I think maybe it's a woman Ryan's having an affair with, maybe. um, somebody tips him off on how to do it. Yeah. I can't remember who it is, but that's fine. Like the idea that people are already rebelling against Ryan who yeah, are not, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's such a video gamey area, like a foundry, you know, and yeah. that's why it's boring. It's not somewhere where people live. It's a factory level. Yeah. So it's the equivalent of like a sewer level. Yeah. A you sewer know? level or a warehouse level. Yeah. Or, and yeah. that's why it sucks. Like it's because yeah. there's none of that environmental storytelling because this is just where people worked. It's like where, uh, uh, the, the, the refinery in Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Right. Where it was really interesting stuff up until that point, And then it just becomes like here, or conveyor belts and cranes and, exactly yeah. and that's why it sucks it doesn't yeah. suck like there's not you know you're still doing a lot of the same stuff mm-hmm. you're just not seeing where people lived yeah and, and like for like for me it gets a little bit uh unnecessary because they tilt it way in favor of combat here yeah and just like this is where it starts getting kind of hard yeah in a way that you know and if, if you know I could just bump it down to easy, but I didn't yeah. feel like doing it. Like, just it feels like okay, it should be balanced to be fun the whole way through. I I've never found this game too hard to be fun. Yeah, like it never the difficulty it got harder as the game went, yeah. but I always felt equipped to deal with so that. tedious, right? Just kind of yeah. like okay, you know, just kind of like all right, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. You know, just yeah. keep, keep going on. Yeah, yeah. It never like yeah. I the the my frustration with this part and uh, a couple of the areas a little bit later were just that it you know it wasn't didn't have the environmental storytelling to back up the combat. Yeah. It's like the same combat but didn't yeah. yeah there there wasn't something to to, to, to distract me from yeah it. yeah 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 but um let me see here. You're putting together this e- this EMP bomb, and you've got to go pick up the stuff. The other thing that's weird about this is that this is the first time where you're forced to kill big daddies without, um, yeah. you know, uh, with without the incentive of rescuing or saving a little sister, which feels yeah. A little weird. You just need a part from them. Yeah, yeah, that's it's clumsy. Yeah. Um, and some of them you don't like. You get most of the parts through not doing that because there are already mm-hmm. dead ones. Like there are a couple of corpses you find, but you also need some other things too. Yeah. So yeah, it's and it's also it's very explicitly a fetch quest, and like I feel like it's part of it is like. You know, you've been doing that up until this point, um, and it's been fine because you're doing these other good things. But now it's like, okay, well, you're just gonna make me go yeah. find six X's. That's a little annoying. Yeah, and yeah. Th- this is like the fifth time that it's done it, where it's like, yeah. okay, a parent goal, boom. Okay, wait, yeah. no, you've got to go do this before yeah. you, get, you, you before you can unlock it. Yeah, yep, yep. so yeah, this and this is the first time where it felt shitty. Yeah. Um, eventually, you do it, and it breaks you into the the room. <laughs> Um, I like how 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 Ryan gets increasingly more desperate as you're yeah, going along. Like, yeah, like you're yeah you're succeeding in in ways that nobody else you know could succeed, um, which you're going to find out why in just like a second. <laughs> um, oh, daddy! Yeah, yeah. So so you go in and you find um, like a real kind of uh, serial killer apartment style um, series of notes tied to a wall, photographs, yeah. <laughs> pictures of you in your regular life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is great. Like that's that's really cool. That again, Call of Cthulhu. Like it happens in the first stage of Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Like finding somebody has been 
putting together the pieces on you is really unnerving and cool. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of put it together. You know, there, there's a, a, a written in the wall and kind of red and big letters like would you kindly is mm-hmm. on there. And uh, it's before it does the kind of flashback that underlines the significance of that phrase. Yeah. Before you get the audio dialogue of Su Chong. Doing yeah. This thing. Yeah. 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 We, we haven't talked about Su Chong at all. He comes in more a little bit later, but I love Su Chong. Yeah. Su Chong is great. Su Chong is really creepy. Yeah. Like that's, that's, he's very good. Um, Again, science without morals. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and this is where the game kind of plot dumps on you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, what everything everything is, which essentially is you know the exact order of it, um, is that the uh, you know <clears throat> you are a son of Andrew Ryan, you know taken mm-hmm. from that stripper who uh, Fontaine took, and because you have Ryan DNA, the uh, security the Vita chambers work for you. That's why Splicer, splicers aren't coming back to life. Yeah, um, here because he's wired them. I, I got the impression that in Rapture's better days, people would come back to life in them, like yeah. everyone would. But the uh, you know he set it just for his own genetic code, and the yeah. security systems are not as aggressive mm-hmm. as it would be. Like you can use the bathospheres, all that stuff. Yeah, and they and they uh, they, they allude to that a, l- a little bit earlier. They yeah. say you know it's Ryan or anybody in the genetic ballpark. Or yeah. Something. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so you, and you kind of you are a fast growing clone of Ryan, yeah. which like they is sounds stupid, but they back it up like yeah. the Suchan Diary, where it's like you know you're <laughs> two weeks old and you have the body of like a seven year old and you're strong as a so human creepy. man, yeah, like you know like the body of a nineteen year old, but yeah. you're the height of a like yeah, like, yeah, super sp- super spooky. Just the idea of like okay, so like what place, what place do kids have in Galt's Galt's Gulch? Yeah, you know, yeah because yeah. all they can do is. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, the, you know, it means you know, it means to an end. Um, so you were you were in the womb two weeks ago. Get a fucking job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then like you know, so Su Chong, you you've seen him before at this point, but he was the uh, he worked with uh, Tenenbaum um, and uh, worked for both for Ryan and for uh, Fontaine. I feel like kind of switched sides. Yeah, well, he was a mercenary scientist. Yeah, almost, yeah. so and so was Tenenbaum mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, and kind of was is responsible for a lot of the stuff like designing the big daddies um, and uh, designing you ultimately. And you have this kind of pre-programmed uh, obedience phrase. Yeah. Which is someone says, would you kindly do something? You have to do it. Um, you know, and there's this audio dialogue where he makes you kill a puppy. Yeah. Um, which is unsettling. Yeah. Really, super really unsettling. unsettling. Yeah. You know, yep. like, because you hear the kids saying, no, I don't want to. Like, yeah. Don't make me do this. Yeah. And, and he just, yeah, coldly does it. Yeah. Because he's a piece of shit. Luckily, he gets his own. Or he gets his. <laughs> I love the way later. he gets his own Yeah, so I like much. it. I like it, too. Again, yeah. like, those spike, there are, like, that whole sequence I like a lot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, and eventually you come face-to-face with Ryan, and Ryan's figured this out, you know, before you have. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah. He, he even says, like, you know, like, knowing what I don't know now, I can't bring myself to do this to you. Yeah. 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 It more, and it's not even so much, like, out of any kind of sense of familial love or anything, just out of patheticness, you know. And, uh, there's a lot of emotions here where, like, his whole thing. So what he does, if any of you haven't played Bioshock, um, you know, it's like one of the most famous kind of scenes in, in video games here is yeah. he makes you uh, kill him. You know, he says like, mm-hmm. you know, would you kindly, uh, you know, after kind of stating his thing, he says, you know, yeah. a man chooses a slave obeys, you know, would you kindly take this golf club, you know? And before that, I love it when he like makes you, you know, you know, sit, mm-hmm. stand, run, stop, you know, <laughs> like, do you, do you get what's happening here? Yeah, do you exactly. understand? Like, do yeah. you like, not even just like, okay, do, like, do you understand the, would you kindly, you know, order phrase, but do you know what we as game designers are doing? To yeah, you? exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's kind of the, you know, the clever twist is like, you don't have a, a choice. Like it's another like a spec ops thing where yeah. the way to win is not to play, mm-hmm. um, you know, but tells you to kill him and you have to do it. <laughs> and he keeps saying, you know, a man chooses a, a slave obeys. And like, you get this impression that he wants you to beat it. 
Mm-hmm. Like he wants you to beat the programming, not because he wants to live, but because he wants you to be stronger than that. You know, like you, this is pathetic. Like the fact that you're doing this, you are a piece of shit and you are, <laughs> you are nothing because you're doing this. Yeah. You know? And like he eventually just, he stops saying the whole, the whole mantra and he just says, obey. obey yeah. Obey. Exactly. And that's what you're doing, yeah. you know, is you're obeying and that's what you're doing when you play video games, you mm-hmm. know, in, in, in a way. Super so. graphic. They, the way they modeled that. Yeah. The, the cranial damage. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to spoil something here. The, the uh, yeah, the um, in the second one, there's an Andrew Ryan animatronic statue, and uh, it talks to you. And if you use telekinesis to take the golf club and hit him in the head, you get an achievement <laughs> called Nine Irony. <laughs> so we didn't talk about the uh, the irony achievement for Sander Cohen, did we? What do you? Oh, when you take a picture of his corpse? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's I guess that's I never I never think about that, but that's the only thing I think that achievements are good for. Yeah. Like hiding your know, rewards for doing things for, that you know, neat little yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But uh, <laughs> most people who get it just look up a list of achievements and then just do it. Yeah. But uh, it's something that can surprise you, like mm-hmm. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, you get those little uh, Pavlovian responses. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah. So such a disturbing scene and so 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 great and so powerful. And I can I can understand why a lot of people think like, okay, it's you know, it's downhill emotionally from here because you're you know, you're 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 holding Ryan up as this villain the entire time through. Yeah. You're denied the opportunity to kill him, which, you know, obviously that was intentional. Yeah. Um, and then you're going after Frank Fontaine. Yeah, Frank Fontaine, kid. I, I like Frank Fontaine. <laughs> I like Frank Fontaine too. Like, yeah. and he again is that like, uh, you know, uh, this this political system, you know, set up with all absolute freedom mm-hmm. for these people. You know, it's freedom for everybody, including <laughs> shitheads like this. You know, and he just takes advantage of. It shows how vulnerable this community yeah. was. You know, again, that like if you're going to treat everyone like shit, the person who doesn't <laughs> treat people like shit has an immense amount of power. Yeah, and it's ultimately what he, you know, he does. You know, in, in recruits the poor. Yeah, yeah. You know, like here for in exchange for bread. Mm-hmm. You know, you will you will you, you, splice you, yourself uh, up and kill yourself. You know, be a human bomb for me because you know I'm giving you what you actually need in a way yeah. that Ryan hasn't set up systems to do. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and he even like he lays out the flaw where he's just kind of like, you know, rap, rapture is a good idea, but somebody's got to scrub the toilets, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you yeah, know. There's, yeah. There is no utopia because people have to do things they yeah. don't want to do. Yeah. And that's just the end, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and it's always irritating because you'll see people like reading Bioshock entirely wrong or yeah. like misreading it according to, you know, mine, which is like, oh, Andrew Ryan had the right idea. It was just that, you know, because somebody took advantage, you know, but like. Yeah. But he set up a system where somebody had yeah, it, you where, know, somebody, where it's yeah. logically necessary that someone takes yeah. advantage, yeah. you know? You know, like when you, when you assemble an entire society out, out of amoral, you know, captains of industry and scientists. Yeah. This is what you're going to get yeah you know? because again just and partly because you know one because it's going to attract uh people like that and two because some of those people you know not everybody gets to be you know have that kind of privilege no and those people are gonna take any way out you know so yeah. if you're you're sitting around you're the person who is scrubbing the cum off of fucking andrew co or sander cohen's you know <laughs> like closet masturbation shack like <laughs> like you're not going to be that happy about it no somebody offers you you know a, 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 you know incinerate plasmid you're gonna take it. Yep, I'm gonna light Sean on fire. Yeah, I will light Sander Cohen on fire. I'm yeah. sick of cleaning up after him. <laughs> so yeah, hell, I was even a Chinaman for six. Yeah, months. well, he reveals that's the yeah. whole thing. We didn't actually say it, but Fontaine yeah. is Atlas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he reveals that he's them, and he controls him with that "would you kindly" thing. Yeah, and he thinks he's just gonna die from this like kind of self-destruct genetic key thing. <laughs> that that's a uh, what do you? What's the genetic key thing you're doing here? It's, you're unlocking something. Like it doesn't actually blow up Rapture, but 
No. Okay. So, you know what? I forget. Unlocks the controls or something so yeah, you can so take advantage of it. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so like it switches over, uh, it, like it removes the Andrew Ryan protocol, you know, that makes everybody obey him. Tom Clancy's Andrew Ryan protocol. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it, it, like, you know, so, so it's revealed that, you know, Andrew Ryan is able to control these splicers because of his pheromones yeah. or something like that. And so, you know, you are used as the key to switch all the control over to Fontaine. Yeah. Yep. And he thinks you're just going to die, you know? So, yeah, he, uh, yeah. you know, people are kind of coming after you and the place yeah. is crumbling down mm-hmm. and a little sister again, breaking down, you know, kind of making, showing a fault in the moral choice before this, even if you've been treating them like shit, they a little sister saves you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Papa loves Mambo. Mama loves Mambo. And, and, you know, even if you've been betraying Tenenbaum this whole time, she's the one that you end up siding with. Yeah. You know? Which is a little bit frustrating. You can get the idea that maybe, um, you know, she needs you. And it could yeah. be, as opposed to being something she wants to legitimately help you, could be a, uh, she gets in bed with you out of necessity. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, which makes sense. But you, uh, you know, you follow this little sister, and then uh, you fall into what is apparently a trap. But uh, it actually is Tenenbaum's underground hideout. Yep, um, in Olympus Heights. Yep, where all the little sisters are hanging out, and drawing pictures, and and generally being cute little girls. Yep, yep, yeah. So um, Fontaine activates Code Yellow uh, yeah. down here after Tenenbaum says, "Hey, you've got to go stop him, Obs." Um, and uh, Code Yellow just uh, every incrementally takes away some of your maximum health. Yeah. Well, and yeah. the way he says it is, really, he's like, I just told your brain to tell your heart to stop oh, yeah. beating. But the heart is a stubborn muscle. So yeah, exactly. Like, bit, yeah, yeah, super cool. Like, I yeah. like that a lot. And it, it adds this kind of like, you know, the whole point at this point up until this point has been like mm-hmm. kind of an empowerment thing. Mm-hmm. And it does add to this idea of it being, you know, a downward slope. Like you're getting yeah. less powerful. The effects are fairly mild. Like I didn't feel like they had made that big a difference. Right. You know, I got a sense of panic, like, oh, my maximum, like a number is going down in a video game. That's not good. <laughs> but it never actually made that big a difference. Yeah. You know, uh, realistically. I couldn't figure out if it was like timed, like every, you know, five minutes it would, you know, you they happen at set intervals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, like in the, in the geometry, or? in the geometry. Rather. Okay. Yeah. They happen at, uh, yeah, at set intervals. It's at places. Because each, each one has Fontaine. I, I can never figure out if he's sincere or not saying, I really hate to do this to you kid, but yeah. 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 I, don't, I mean, I don't really think he's, he's that sincere. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so th- that, that's happening and you get this idea, you know, you're going to be, uh, you're slowly dying and you have to, you know, so you're looking you're on a hunt now to find out, you know, look through Fontaine's shit to find the cure. Like he would yeah. not, she says something like he wouldn't set this up without having a cure for yeah, it because, you know? you know, it could always be used against him yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's that kind of like Heisenberg-esque, like one step ahead, <laughs> you know, person that he's going to have a way out. Yeah. Um, so you head to this kind of Mercury Heights, which is like an apartment. You know, this is where people live. Yeah, live here. Well, there's there, there's Apollo Square and then a Mercury Mercury Heights. They're the oh, two, yeah. two two different, but they're basically identical. Just these apartment buildings where all these uh, this pantheon of Rapture uh, yeah. live. So you're able to get a little bit of a glimpse into their life. So you're headed to his place first. I think you'd go to Tenenbaum's uh, place second. Yeah, yeah. You can and you can go around. There's like multiple people who live here. Like this is yeah. where. Um, 
the uh, the non prostitute person, or like Ryan's girlfriend, lives here. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah like lots of people live here, and just these ruined apartments, like flooded mm-hmm. bathrooms and stuff like that. People who committed yeah. suicide in bathtubs and these, yeah, palatial estates. Yep. Yeah, stacked yeah. on top of each other. Yeah. Uh, and the first apartment building is where you find Sander Cohen's apartment. Yeah, yeah, which I like that a lot too. With the two Houdini splicers dancing. Yeah, yeah, just kind of slowly dancing. And he's fine with you being there. Yeah, like he doesn't. Like, you know, you know, watch, enjoy the dance, but yeah. do not upset their rhythm. Yeah, yeah. yep. And you can and you can just leave at that point. But if you want to fight him, um, his door yeah. is closed to his bedroom. You can just upset, you know, set them both on fire. Yeah, and then uh, and then he comes out. And you can fight him. The way that I did it, there's an item underneath the record player. When you take it, the record player falls and, oh, and really? it drops off. Oh, Oh, and cool. Cohen's like, no. Yeah, that's and pretty And he great. comes out, and he just like comes, he comes unhinged. Yeah, he's like, I'm Sander fucking Cohen. Yeah, that, like, yeah that's great. It's like something out of there will be blood. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Sander fucking Cohen. Yeah, um, they should put you in a jar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, that's great. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I like that whole that whole bit. Um, yeah, and so again, just kind of you're you're kind of back to learning these stories of people's apartments, yeah. which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, again, personal archaeology, love it. Yep. Um, the plasmin randomization happens mm-hmm. once you get that first cure, which is a weird thing. Like a mm-hmm. plasmin is no longer cost, uh, Eve, but you don't control which one you have. Mm-hmm. So it kind of forces you to use, um, ones that maybe you're not using. You can yeah. find ones, you can get ones that you don't have at that point. Like I never bought the insect swarm, but I would get it yeah. from this. And, uh, yeah, which is kind of interesting. I don't think it's done very well. It's kind of like mirroring the whole, uh, peaches fight where they take away your weapons, like just trying to make you force you to do conventional combat, but limit your moveset or change it in some way. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, like uh, doing this, uh, I got stuck with a cyclone trap, uh, yeah. a, a little bit more often than yeah. or uh, decoy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I ended up like, Oh, I should probably buy a cyclone trap because it yeah. actually is kind of effective. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and it's a trap. It's like one of the f- few explicit trap yeah. plasmids. So it's good for those big daddy encounters and, uh, or for the few times where you have to, uh, kind of set up an ambush. Yeah. Um, this is, this is where you start running into trap bolts with, 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 with a lot of frequency. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. We never yeah. talked about the, uh, you know, it's kind of the weapon array, but the crossbow is pretty good. Yeah. Crossbow is real good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the crossbow a lot. Um, most of the weapons are this kind of standard, uh, FPS arc. Um, the shooting play in the shot game is not great and that's never, it's never been great. So, yeah. like, I mean, that's not, it's not news. Um, you know, the guns don't feel that well. They don't feel, feel that well. Feel that <laughs> Superman good. Superman does yeah, well. Yeah, Superman does. <laughs> they don't feel that like good. Um, and the, uh, yeah, but, and there aren't that many interesting weapons. I like the chemical thrower. Yeah. That's a cool weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a couple of neat things you get, but not that many. Yeah. The chemical thrower uh, was disappointing because I almost always only had the uh, liquid nitrogen, mm. which is kind of yeah. useless a little bit. I the I I had the had a, too much napalm. Like I always had was topped out on napalm, and then I had, usually had liquid nitrogen. And the yeah. only one I ran out of consistently was electric gel because yeah, I used that's that on big so daddies. Great for big daddies. Yeah. 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 But. Uh, Oh man, mm-hmm. what else is it here? But yeah, you find these trap bolts, and uh, again, it feels it feels a lot like Half Life, where they have those. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, like it can straight up kill you. Like, yeah, you, you can yeah. only take one or two of them. Yeah, they're nasty, um, um, but they're for, useful once those. you can start doing them. You know, they yeah. are very useful to set up. Trick for those is uh, um, telekinesis. Um, telekinesis. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think most of them you can get around too. Like there are a couple like navigation things where you can like climb on a safe and jump yeah, onto a beam yeah. and and get around mm-hmm. them. Yeah. yeah, you head over to uh, Doctor Su Chong's office in the Artemis Suites. I, yeah. I, I corrected you incorrectly before. Mercury Heights is the first one that you go to. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, you're 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 going through that like the, down this boulevard, um, you know, where all these splicers are attacking you. Really, really heavy combat area. But uh, yeah. you go to Su Chong's office to get the second part of the cure, and you find my favorite ironic death. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, he's, cause he's trying to, you know, it doesn't like the big guys don't really work. Like they're powerful enough. The little sisters are powerful enough, but the big guys have no motivation to protect, right. protect the young girls. So he's been experimenting with them. I think they're called protectors at this point. Yeah. I don't think he uh, invented and just nicknamed. I don't think, I think that they're always gatherers and protectors. And then the big daddy little sister is like the, the colloquialism yeah. Yeah, that came up around it. Yep. Makes sense. But yeah, so you get this audio log of of him saying, you know, like you know, we're trying to instill this protective nature in these, you know, big daddies, and we're trying X Y Z, and a little sister is coming up and saying, you know, Daddy Su Chong, blah blah blah, yeah. you know, like he's like, you go away, you little shit, and like hits her, yeah, and then you hear like, oh, and then you know, in the same room is him on this operating table with a drill in with his a, stomach, with a fucking yeah. drill through, yeah, <laughs> impaled on this thing, yep. no yeah, yeah, so it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's villainous enough. Like he couldn't get out narratively. Like it wouldn't be acceptable for him to escape. Yeah, no. Like he's he's a real shithead. <laughs> um, yeah, so you get the second part of the cure, and now you're on the hunt for uh, Frank Fontaine. Um, so again, like just talking about the game, kind of dipping back up or interesting areas, like Frank Fontaine's house for the poor yeah. and the little sister's orphanage. I like a lot. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, and there, again, like it was kind of weird. Like you brought that up. Um, those kind of dark corners of the earth parallels because like the poor house and dark corners of the earth it kind of reminds me of this too yeah um yeah i i end up liking that as well um just kind of seeing the the poor house seeing how he recruited you get a lot of his audio dialogues like frank fontaine's and learn about him um there's one there's a woman there's a dead woman who walked in on him you find a, a lady corpse um who's been shot and then you hear him uh you know i'm gonna be a big shot villain uh, and then somebody walks <laughs> in he's like uh, hey hey moira you know or like you know turns <laughs> switches back into atlas uh, yeah because you learn like he's atlas is a persona he's constructed yeah and yeah. that is what people rebelled under so he tried it as fontaine and just had like a war and a shootout mm-hmm. and died but it took him being an idea much like batman to uh to <laughs> actually like, like to actually you know put a dent in ryan's thing mlb you know? much like Batman. yeah yeah exactly mlb gaming <laughs> um the uh so and that's how he did it through recruiting the poor and the downtrodden and everything yeah. like that which is a super cool idea mm-hmm. yeah which makes sense i just love the idea of a poor house and an <laughs> Sorry, I just yeah. keep I keep commenting on how dumb objectivism is. <laughs> like, I don't even have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Like, it's, it's on the page. Like, even when I was at the prime age to be receptive to that, like in high school, yeah. like you know, I was looking for whatever scholarships I could get for for, for for school, and there was this one that like every every like classroom, like English class that I was in, had this flyer behind the teacher's desk that was like, write this essay, you know, like read the Fountainhead and write about Ayn Rand, you know, blah blah blah, you know, mm-hmm. and you will give you money for you know like, for, for for school and so i started reading i was like this is fucking bullshit yeah <laughs> <laughs> like and i feel like most people get into that yeah when they're when they're around that age yeah yeah so again yeah. don't do that don't yeah. let your kids do it <laughs> don't if, if any luck that everyone will be dead every all of the object objectives will be dead with a few generations of, yeah. it's like the lysine contingency <laughs> for them <laughs> like yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, this uh, the the, the poorhouse, the orphanage uh, has one of my favorite little set pieces. Uh, again, everything is my favorite. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the one of the little sisters' rooms with the corpse that is just completely yeah, tons you know, of needles, cushioned with the needles. Yeah, I mean, you can see yeah. how they're kind of conditioning these little girls. They have these little like pink apartment rooms, and then uh, you know all the signs where it's like always have a big daddy with you, yeah. look out for angels, and they show the you know dead people and stuff. Super creepy, and like it's so. Whenever I hear people say like the only the first half of this game is good, like. But, you're not into this like this <laughs> you don't like this shit this is really cool you know yeah. it's kind of dumb that you have to turn into a big daddy like literally so like are, it, 
are you turning yourself into a big daddy or are you disguising yourself as one? Because the only thing that seems permanent is the larynx. It's thing. it's it's like uh, Fontaine like multiple times says like this is not a two way street. Yeah, like you don't yeah. come back from this. Like you're turning into a thing. So you're not mindless. Yeah, and it, but neither are they. Like you play as one in the second one. Mm-hmm. Like you're not necessarily mindless when you're a big yeah. daddy. It's just like you probably go insane from you know just yeah. being trapped in this thing and yeah. well, your like, condition like the not. actual ones like they remove their skin and graft them to the suit yeah and everything yeah. yeah and you don't think you have you don't have your skin removed yeah. so and you, and we know that you don't actually you do come back because in one of the endings you know you see your hand and it's very much a human hand yeah um so you do you do make it out but uh you're disguising yourself but some of the things are not yeah yeah, yeah. um so the, the horrifying you know yeah, larynx, the, 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 yeah scraper yeah <laughs> but uh yeah I, th- I think people like push back on this just because that is such a weird and unsettling yeah you know side of it it just kind of yeah. seems like it's out of left field but everything about this game has been about you know sacrificing your humanity or people you know, right exactly deal with the devil exactly know? yeah and and this is just one further you know uh thing that you have to do and also it's still a video game that's still part mm-hmm. of the point as like we can make you jump through these increasingly dumb hoops yeah you know because and you're gonna do it because this is what is in front of you uh-huh. you know um but yeah, the kind of museum, you know, this whole like museum area and learning where they did this stuff. Like, I really dig this. Yeah. Um, in three parts. So, so you get the, and I love the way confirming, like one of the things you get these pheromones is like whale stink. Like, yeah. and I've always <laughs> thought that they would smell, yeah. you know, really bad. And just confirming that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Just yeah. like, just like you would imagine R- Rorschach would smell. Yeah, and exactly. They, and like yeah, a bunch yeah. of people comment on it. You know? Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. It's nice when the game game does that. Yeah. Um, and get your larynx screamed and then you need armor and it actually has a mechanical effect too. So yeah, like yeah. you're, you're hardier mm-hmm. when you have it, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. But it limits your field of view. I hate that. So yeah. Much. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to, to get around it, but it makes sense. And it's mm-hmm. only for, you know, the, the last little bit of the game. Yeah. Um, you get to, then this is widely, you've got it here in the notes as well, but it's like widely considered kind of a, a shit part of the game too, is this, the proving ground section. Um, which again, like I like these ambush sections. Part of the problem with these ones is that, so it balances out right so it's like it's an escort mission there's very little consequence to failing it that isn't narrative like you get unlimited tries little sisters can die and you're fine i think you get a certain number that can die and still get the the good ending or you just kind of get increasingly chided yeah you know like the the consequences for failing it are not that strong yeah um but they're just they're too fragile like it's a weird like way where it's like the the thing you're you're you know you're protecting is just too fragile like you literally do this in the second one where you have a little sister she harvests and you have to protect her but she can't be hurt right you know so that that that's what makes the difference there mm-hmm. you know yeah, the, they, they've had the slug removed from them so they no longer have the healing factor. yeah but they don't know yeah. it so yeah. they still behave as if, you know, and they just, you know, yeah. And that's a cool little narrative beat too. Like, you know, Tenenbaum says it's, it, it's, it's awful that even without this, the, the psychological conditioning is still in effect. Yeah. So they still have this compulsion. Years of to therapy. Harvest. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. But, yeah. uh, you go through this, you move real slow too. You know, you've got yeah. the plotting, yep. uh, kind of walk. It just, it feels like a, this is incredibly shooting gallery to me yeah well and then the the environment is so closed like these yeah. hallways and this kind of museum of of sea life yeah. that you're going through mm-hmm. um yeah it's not that strong and again it's something like they do a lot better in the second one mm-hmm. um you know where the, this kind of becomes a central gameplay thing but you know kind of rules um in that it's also like um yeah i wish they were just a little bit more generous with it because like you have your your full complement of traps like you can set cyclone traps you can set you know, steel, you know, uh, dart traps, you can do everything there, but the actual mechanical systems around you, there aren't very many, like during any of these harvest points, they'll usually be, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, a camera or a turret. But I wish there was a little bit more of that. It was a little bit more open of an area. Like you could choose where to do it. You know, that would probably kind of fix this. You know, go go away towards fixing it. Yeah. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Like it's a little frustrating. It's, there's a, a irritating amount of um, potential mm-hmm. that isn't realized. Yeah. There. Yep. But uh, you break through to the, to the other side and uh, you're fighting Fontaine. Yep. Who, yeah, who's, uh, and, and this is the, this is again, the, like the two things that people shit on Bioshock about that I agree with is one is like the moral choice of saving or harvesting little sisters is meaningless. And then the boss fight is really video gamey. Yeah. Well, didn't they, didn't they say that like they, they added it in because it tested poorly without, uh, I don't. I don't remember that. I think That's, it was a compromise. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that adding it in was yeah. like a, so, so they didn't want to do it, but they had to. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, like you know, yeah, you, you have to do that. Um, you know, it's a, it's a major studio concession. Like this game was, you know, was designed and marketed to be a blockbuster from the beginning. Right. Like it is not a, you know, it is an auteur vision kind of game, but mm-hmm. it wasn't something that somebody just made in their garage and then happened yeah. to be a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Like 2K, you know, picked this up and ended up kind of believing in irrational and just dumped money after money and it came in way over budget and way after schedule. Yeah. You know, and it just they worked with marketing people and everything like everything about this was designed to be huge. Yeah. And like you, you know, this is breaking into general kind of stuff, but like it benefited from that because yeah. so many people like that otherwise wouldn't have been aware of it. Like it caught their eye. Yeah. Like, you know, people that I know who don't play games like, you know, sought out BioShock. Because it, of that, because it, of how different it is. Yeah, and it's it's, it's interesting too how those. Like, I wonder how much of that difference kind of carried over. So, like when you look at the like marketing strategies and everything that must have been used for that, and the way it's designed to be a big hit, the same way something like you know a Gears of War three would be designed to be a big hit. You know, but this definitely has a lot more kind of personality and nuance and and you know care and attention put to it than like a Gears of War three. The people who enjoy Gears of War one and also enjoy Bioshock, mm-hmm. like. Did they seek out other things that might be off the beaten path? Did like the differences land on them? Like, did they recognize like, or they're just like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, some of the shooting was a little weak and the ending was dumb, mm-hmm. you know. Or did they I understand that this is this kind of thing bridging a gigantic blockbuster shooter and, you know, a more and personal project. One would hope. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I and that's what I would what I would want. Yeah, from them. Uh, you know, that's the way that I. You know, I play and discover games. Is yeah. I, I like thing. Show me thing that is like other thing. And I think yeah. that so much of media consumption and culture is designed around this algor- algorithmic approach to if you like X, you will like Y. Yeah, you know, like we're kind of saturated with. Yeah, that. people even describe things as such. Like you know, if yeah. you're going to pitch a movie, like you, it's it's like Jurassic Park with robots. You yeah. know, like that's that that's a log line where it's just kind of mm-hmm. you know, if you think this is neat. It's yeah. like Logan's Run, but the opposite. You know, <laughs> where, like where we only kill young people. Yeah, Wait, exactly. Are you describing Children of Men? It's, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like a Benjamin Button Logan's Run. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, when anyone gets under seven years old, <laughs> they're, they're killed. Um, yeah, but anyway, so you're fighting this dumb kind of boss fight, and Doc, it, Doc Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's exactly, it, and it just it feels bossy, and that's the problem. Like, there's there's yeah. cool thing like. I like the arena that you're in. There's a lot you can do here. A lot of like barrels you can use, a telekinesis. Like the one thing it does is it gives you the way you've been playing. It honors the way you've been playing the game up until this point. Yeah. So like you can call, he calls in turrets, but you can make him a security target for them. Like you can still do the same things you're doing up until this point. It's not like a human revolution boss fight where like you've been playing with ultimate freedom and then get to a boss and then ultimately, you know, just have to just shoot it with guns. So I like that. 
you know, it just doesn't have very much like emotional resonance. Like he's just gone crazy with splicing yeah, and is just a maniac mm-hmm. at this point. And that's not a very interesting villain. You that, know? that, and he's hooked himself into this, like, you know, magical machine that pumps him full of Adam. Something yeah. Like he's, yeah. He's going to Adam crazy. Like he's going to overdose on Adam and become like, like if, if he didn't, if he didn't kill him, <laughs> like he would become something that doesn't work in this world. Yeah. You know, like something that doesn't, isn't consistent with the rest of the game. He would become, you know, like a, a, you know, like a literal, like a monster. Yeah. It's like something out of like 2001. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to, uh, you know, just a, a man with bad ideas, yeah. which, which does fit in the game, mm-hmm. you know? So it just, it goes, it just takes everything goes a little too far, which I give at my most charitable, <laughs> all of that stuff that happens, happens after the turn where they explain, like, you've been playing a video game, you do what we want. Mm-hmm. And then things get dumb, you know, so at my most charitable, I can kind of play it into that, you know, like you're going to accept this because it's a video game, but knowing that the boss fight was actually a narr- like a concession that, and everything, I know that's not true, but it's, it's almost a valid interpretation that like the bullshit ramps up, gets ramped up once the game is underlined the fact that you have no choice. So it's adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like, yeah, that kind of idea. Yeah. I don't know if it, if that's actually intentional or what I don't think it's hard for me to think, especially after playing the later games, after playing infinite, um, that Ken Levine actually thinks any of this stuff is that dumb. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, if, if just, just by virtue of the fact that it repeats. Yeah. Like some of that. And then just some of the other things he does with it. Like, I wonder if he, you know, not that, I mean, he's, he's great. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think he's, he's bad. It's a Kate, like a George Lucas syndrome where yeah. he's doing things he thinks is great, but they're actually shitty and no one's, you know, ready to tell him. Yeah. I think that his just like, there are certain things he thinks are really cool and powerful that I think are kind of dumb. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of come up multiple times and it's just a different strokes. Yeah. It's the know. problem with the auteur, the auteur theory. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. But, uh, this, this fight proceeds in different waves. Uh, he, he picks a different elemental affinity, calls in splicers, calls in this other stuff. Yep. This, the arc is you do enough damage to get him to run back to his machine. Then you use the, uh, harvester, to uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to yeah. steal Adam from him, and uh, uh, again, it takes away the opportunity to you know to deal the death blow yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah the little sisters actually get their revenge on him. Yeah, which is good because he's yeah. been uh, you know he set up a <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, he objectified them. Yeah, exactly. In this so. really gross way. Yeah, and that and that's the ending of it. Um, you get one of two endings, which again is kind of a problem. Yeah. Um, if you you know if you harvested two little sisters, you are history's greatest <laughs> monster, and uh, you get back up on on land, and it's just like the world better fucking watch out, you know, yeah. for you. Like you have rapture, you have all these resources, yeah. you're in control. The bigger implication of that is that Adam gets out too. Yeah. Like the idea that all of this like st- like stays and dies here. Yeah. You know, like that's you know like let it there sealed away like some kind of lovecraftian you know even like or, jurassic park now that i think about it it's a little oh, bit like jurassic park where it's yeah. like hey there's this island where there's just dinosaurs and all this equipment <laughs> around like this needs to not be around but uh-huh. people are going to go check it out yeah. you know and try to mm-hmm. try to find it if you get the good ending you know all the little sisters kind of act like they're almost like daughters for you like yeah. they take care of you because even though like i don't <laughs> think the big that bad big daddy transformation like necessarily crippled you but like i or didn't necessarily turn you into this mindless big daddy. I like the idea that it kind of fucked you up. Yeah. You know, so like maybe you need care. If it's, like, if it's also the case that you're rapid aging or whatever, yeah, that's, like, that's, that's know, it might be too. like old snake kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you, you yeah. are, uh, you're, you're in rough shape and you have this kind of contingent of daughters to take care of you. Mm-hmm. you yeah. Know? What's, what's interesting is both of, both of the endings are good for you. Yeah. Like nothing ends poorly for Jack. I yeah. Mean, unless you, you know, take the, super aging you know jack yeah disease. hey jack yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah yeah 
yeah, and, th- and that's Bioshock. I generally like uh, the endings. I just wish there was they were tied to the the game in a different way, yeah. and there was maybe a little bit more articulation to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, there are four different like and there are different accesses, mm-hmm. so there are four different endings. So it's a little bit more nuanced, but it's not not so much. So it's still kind of uh, still feels really binary. Yeah, which like moral choice is something that games have a hard time doing with mechanical consequences. You take what you can get. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's Bioshock. Yeah. Bioshock. Good game. They used to tell me I was building a dream. And so I followed them on. When there was earth to plow or guns to bear, I was always there. Right on the job. They used to tell me I was building a dream with peace and glory ahead. Why should I be standing in line just waiting for bread? Once I built a railroad. I made it run, made it race against time. Once I built a railroad, now it's done. Brother, can you spare a dime? So by way of admin stuff, we should yeah. talk about uh, what we're doing next. So next week, we're going to have your responses. Uh, mm-hmm. we got a record turnout, so expect a longer-than-usual extra-sode yep. um, for this. Yep. After that, we have a special episode yep. about fun centers. Yep, about the center of fun. Yes. Um, so we went and did that yesterday. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you'll hear us talk about that. We didn't get to do every fun center activity, but I can vouch that we had a big family fun day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like it was a full day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lots and, of dinos uh, were one. Yes, yes. There are dinosaurs involved. The, the, no one has enacted the Lysine contingency on our <laughs> our fun center plan. Um, so uh, yeah, you have that to look forward to. It's kind of a weird episode. There's mm-hmm. not an extra episode for that one. No. I think it's, yeah, it's a standalone episode mm-hmm. about that stuff. And then uh, after that, Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. So that is our Halloween episode. Yeah. Comes out on Halloween. Yep. Which is cool. Excited to play that game again. Spooky times. After that, we are doing... That is Fallout 2. Fallout 2. Yep. So a two-parter episode. And we have, um, similar to Monkey Island, um, in the extra episode section, we have Chris Avalone. Mm -hmm. Avalone. To talk to about Fallout 2. Yeah. Which is great. He's like my favorite video game designer. <laughs> it's so cool. Like, he's such a nice guy. And you just reach out to somebody and say, hey, I do this thing. I really love Fallout 2. And uh, he agreed to let us talk to him mm-hmm. about that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. And it allowed me to kind of break sequence and do more Infinity Engine games than <laughs> we probably should be, you know, doing a short. In the Eternal War between me and Cole, where, like, I'm trying to shoehorn in Infinity Engine games and he's trying to shoehorn in a survival horror. <laughs> you know, we've done Fallout, we've done Planescape. Like, it probably should have been another three months or so before we did another one. However, him saying, you know, he'd agree to talk to us. Yeah. Gave me the clout to push this up in the it's schedule. It's been about a year since we did an Infinity Engine. Since we did Fallout, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. We're on rotations. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, what else is there? Uh, yeah, that takes up through November. But yeah. we, we've got That's good all we stuff. need to talk about. Yeah. Yep. For, so do we want to say what we're doing for the next Watch Out for Lens Flare? 
Um, oh, yeah. Roughly when? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that comes out about a quarter from now. Those are spaced out roughly yeah, quarterly. Yeah. So it's going to come out um, around Christmas time. Yep. Um, and that is going to be Dishonored. Yep. That's actually my pick. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to play that. That is uh, more recent than Bioshock. It's less on the cusp of like, is this retro? Is it not? Yep. Um, very similar uh, kind of. Uh, In a uh, way. But yeah. it's, yeah, different. Uh, different. In a lot of ways, similar. In many ways, different. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's, uh, I'm glad that Cole picked that. I love that game. Mm-hmm. Um, on the record, as such being one of my favorite games mm-hmm. uh, that came out last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, what, uh, uh, Waff Tracks. When's that next one come out? Ooh, that's going to be coming out, uh, sometime here this fall. We should do it pretty quick. Yeah. We have to record that. Yeah. So last that's one coming was up. in July. So, yeah. yeah. So neat, you know, neat stuff, uh, in the pike. Yeah. Uh, lots of new stuff on the store, uh, duckfeed.tv oh, yeah. slash store. There's going to yep. be some posters, a limited run uh, here available. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Gary's Mario Paint album, Super yep. Mario Lab, The Stoic Club. Yep, that is out. So please buy that. Yep. If you like, if you're a Kickstarter donation uh, person, you should have it by now. If you got that, if I fucked that up, please send me an email. Um, let me know. But I, I, I hopefully didn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, please. I, I worked really hard on it, uh, yep. more or less all summer. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I'd love it if you guys check that out. Let yep. me know what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, other admin stuff. Um, by the time you hear this, the live show will have happened. Will have happened. It should be available. Should be available roughly. If not, uh, maybe if not like in a week or so. Yeah, give it a week or so. Yeah. If not at the very latest by the end of October. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. So if you didn't back the Kickstarter, um, you'll be able to buy our live show, which is kind of a whole experience of us like doing the live show and then our table stuff all about Super Mario Kart. Um, big, you know, people participation, mm-hmm. um, power to the people kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, super cool. And we recommend mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, the usual admin stuff, go to duckfeed.tv slash, uh, tip jar, mm-hmm. use the Amazon link that helps cover hosting uh, and everything. Uh, yep. Facebook, facebook.com slash, uh, watch out for fireballs, uh, active discussion. there happening at all times. Yep. Um, you know, that's where the majority of the responses came from, uh, for this, uh, for this week. Yeah. Um, and, uh, other than that, other shows in the network, this has been a very long episode, so we don't want to go into all of that. Um, I would like to say, you know, we've, Thank the Kickstarter backers a bunch over the past couple months. Uh, but uh, right now, Gary and I are in the same room yeah. recording. Yeah. Uh, you know, something we haven't done since the Gabriel Knight episode, uh, yeah. you know, almost entirely because of your goodwill and donations, uh, yeah. you know, to get to get me out here and to uh, help make this thing happen. Yep. So, yeah. We're drinking glasses of solid gold champagne. Yep. <laughs> um, we have diamond dust snowballs we're throwing yeah. at each other <laughs> crushed up diamond cocaine i'm going to die very soon <laughs> yeah yeah we were killing ourselves like a bond girl um <laughs> like uh you know mostly we wanted to kill ourselves in the most extravagant manner possible yeah. and you paid for it <laughs> thanks kid <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so yeah thank you very much yes well appreciated mm-hmm. yeah oh and um yeah so i think that's probably it just about yeah so yeah, watch uh, out for fucking Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. <laughs> watch out for objectivism because it results in, you know, mutated horror shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we're not just talking about Newt Gingrich. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Or no, no, Alan Greenspan. That's the one. I was there just too confused. Yeah. Watch out for Incinerate. Yep. <laughs>
<laughs> no. Yeah. Wait. No, I'm Frank Fontaine. Kid, <laughs> was, you're going to be the cat's pajamas. <laughs> I was once a Chinaman for six months. Six whole fucking months. That's not the That's not the preferred nomenclature, Fontaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the preferred nomenclature. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Fontaine. Frank Fontaine. Hey, kid, some twist got in a dizzy over some genetic splicing. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Goose is whisk- weaving you a yeah. tail. I tells <laughs> you what. <laughs> Love Frank Fonte. <laughs> you gonna get hung out to dry.